To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. You can check us out at tobecontinuedafanboypodcast.com. Please also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can also listen to us on our various platforms on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. To Be Continued is an adult podcast for adults by adults. We may talk about superheroes, sci-fi, comic books, and all sorts of similar crap like that, but we may use adult and frank language when we do so. This is not a podcast for kids, brothers and sisters. Enjoy. back we don't need another hero wow wow we don't need another way home what were we originally going to do our cold open here john you were gonna say what no but uh you were gonna say what this this man achieved more than most people (laughs) he's mr universe mr universe come on Here's Ed, Ed, John, John, Ed. Let me ask you this: this question. This is to be continued. A fanboy podcast, covering your fanboy passions. You're not going to learn anything, but if you stick around, you may just have some fun. I have a question to ask. All right, has anyone from another galaxy ever ever come and sort of been like, "We're disputing this"? <laughs> how that, that how can Mr. you Universe, proclaim not Mister Galaxy? <laughs> How can you proclaim yourself Mr. Universe when, quite frankly, you made? We don't even know if he's Mr. Solar System. <laughs> there could be a more pumped guy on like Jupiter, and we don't know. You know, women compete over their just like their little country, like Miss America, <laughs> or Miss Indonesia, Miss this, Dark Matter. It's eighty percent, you yeah. know, of universe, right? This you know, guy, of the universe, and this Mr. guy, Mr. Universe. Well, I'm saying right, like again, yeah, I think we're asking for trouble. I think at some point, some alien creature is going to land in front of Arnold. And they're going to be like, you know, you know. So I hear you say you're Mr. Universe. Huh? Well, welcome to To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast, as Miguel said, and we are covering today something called Arnold exploitation. Arnold exploitation. Why is any of this happening? Why are we doing this? Uh, it's because it's the man. We well, not well. Okay, this this really landed on us. Accidentally, it all started uh, about maybe two months ago. I think I'm washing dishes and I'm like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna put on. Oh, it's on Netflix. Commando, Commando. right? You and, and to which you had said by your memory, you're like, I don't remember this movie. You're saying it's possible I saw it when I was a kid. I, I'm but pretty I sure that I rented it like at least once, but it never became part of your canon. So like. You were like, like when I talked to you about yeah. it, I was like, uh, we, no, we had talked about it before. That's why you were, you decided to. Okay. And you were like, I'd never seen Commando. I was like, how could you have not seen Commando? And then you're doing dishes one day and you're like, screw it. This is what I'm putting up. Also, I think I enticed you with <laughs> the knife hypnosis. Okay. So the, to recap, all right. And we kind of, I kind of, we kind of mentioned this at the tail end of our last show. All right. Where. I got to see, I only got to catch half of the movie and Miguel is already like, you know, he shows up in, in, in my backyard 
uh, which you do ever so often, and he takes out his knife. <laughs> There's a restraining order currently, but that's another yeah. story. Well, especially if you're taking out and whipping out knives, and you're like <laughs> you're doing, twisting doing the knife, knife because this is what martial arts is all about. It's the highest form it's of highest knife form. fighting. <laughs> Hypnosis is the highest form of knife fighting, and I hadn't gone there yet, right? And I'm like, and then when I got to see it, I'm like. I can't get that speech out of my head. Like, come on, Beckett. <laughs> you just don't want to pull the trigger. You want but, to take out the... You wait, you forget, you forget the chicken shit part. No. <laughs> put down the put chicken, down the chicken, chicken shit, gun. shit gun. You just don't want to pull the trigger. Don't deprive, don't put that deprive yourself of the Don't pleasure. deprive yourself of some pleasure. <laughs> you want to take a knife. knife. Stick it in me. His eyes, and, and then he's doing it. this whole thing. Oh, my God. Jeff Loeb, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Jeff Loeb wrote that. Just, just, just think about that. I was obsessed with that speech for weeks on weeks going on, right? And, and what it's that slowly morphed into as we just started discussing more about Arnold and, and I was like, wait a minute. You threw the raw, raw deal gauntlet. Right. right And I said like, Like, there's there's like, here, raw deal, (laughs) do it. (laughs) Well, just also that, like, it was like, here is this, like, a slew of films and, you know, letting the cat out of the bag. What we're going to be talking about today is Arnold's sort of like exploitation phase. And it covers his films from Raw Deal, Running Man, Red Heat, and then Commando. Which are not his greatest films. They're, that's but not, but that's not, like, right. they are memorable. People do remember fans who remember them. But no, if anyone's putting together a list of Arnold's Top five. I don't think those are making the top five. Now, that said, I think it's also very... I would argue Running Man, though. A lot of people love Running Man. It's I, it's cult... love Running Man. It, and and, and, and we thing. will talk about that. It is the slickest, most... And it is a fun movie. I think it's fair to say also that because silly, what he just said, you know, like, it's a very subjective thing, right? You're coming from a perspective of, like, no, Conan is... If you're gonna, if you're most, I think when most people put together like a list of his best films, look, if you just, if you have a list that it just includes T1 and T2, you're gonna push out a lot of the movies. And it's like, okay, T1, T2, Total Recall, yes. Uh, True Lies, yes. But even then, Conan, yeah, like you're already like, yeah, there there are always gonna be five better Arnold movies than The Running Man. I mean, just. You're, I know your list is not necessarily the worst Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, but if it is, you got to put Jingle All the Way. This me and Anakin Skywalker. Movie, yeah. Well, well, well. One of the things about this is that these films are from like bef- right before, kind of right before he jumps into doing something different, like comedy, mm. which we. We will. We'll, you'll get, you'll to, get to talk to about twins for two Thank seconds. Thank you for reminding point. me about twins. Uh, but like, um, here is his. These films are firmly in like the exploitation sort of like early eighties. And on top of that, they also show the. I think the evolution of Arnold. Even these, I don't think these are his best works. They do and that's show not him for going lack from lack of 
Try, yeah, well, trying. look, he's this he's is a, trying to show range. He's he is trying, and that is part of him. He he starts understanding his own abilities and his own strengths, and he got, starts growing in confidence. And you see that in these movies. You see that there's definitely like like oh well, he would not have done this or had this done, or he would have had more input into this. Because as I always like to you know, as inevitable you know, comparisons always come up. I think that there is a very big difference between. Arnold and Stallone in that Stallone absolutely 100%. And this might be because Stallone's beginning, you know, again, we all want to make fun of both of these guys as just meatheads. Oh yeah. They just did stupid action films, but they're both very savvy, very smart behind the scenes guys. But I think that Arnold's career yields better, more, more worthwhile work because I think that Stallone, because he starts out doing it all by himself writing Rocky, pitching it, all of that, that he becomes like a... He could have quit, quit after Rocky. I mean, he, right, he was yeah. so good and iconic that he... he well, he has, a, he has he has a well, streak he has, of films he, as well. Yeah, yeah. And again, but my point is that he, like, he did all that. He brought Rocky to life by will, a force of will alone. And so he becomes kind of a very go-it-alone guy. Like, I'll figure these things out. If they need to rewrite this, I'll rewrite it, so on and so forth. Whereas... Schwarzenegger, I think, is the guy who's like as big of an ego as he has. He's always like, "Who are the other people who can make me look better?" The, I, like, I am not a filmmaker. I am not a director or a cinematographer or a producer. I need to work with the people who know that shit. And that's like going back to something like Conan, right? Which is, by the way, we will have, have its a own separate Conan show on alone. Uh, and I'm, I'm again, I. It's funny because he says the fewest words. But you know, look, look, I, they I, count, I, they I watch count, it, and it goes to what I was saying. Who, who is the, who is the writer of Conan's mm-hmm. screenplay? Oliver Effing Stone. Who directs Conan? John Milius. C- Arnold is very much in the. I want to work with good people, and that's the thing. Like I'm watching this, and John, like I, I think you. You, it, uh, you deserve to watch it with adult eyes again. Yeah, yeah. I've watched it with adult eyes maybe about three times, but as a kid, it was always on, right? You know, yeah, yeah. like HBO, it no, was right. on constantly. I remember watching it like 10 years old and not again. I have to watch it again. But then at some point, yeah, 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 yeah. I, you know, we just sort of just put that in a drawer and go, oh, this is Conan, and we just don't really uh, think twice about it. But with adult eyes, you realize no. This is this the, is there's something. And then there's the influence this. of it as well. But as you said, yeah. Conan is kind of going. It's going to be its yeah, own it's category its own of something. As possibly twins, I think, given your enthusiasm. Yeah, and if we can make a quick list of worst movies, because you're not necessarily saying these are his worst movies. These are just in a in a phase. Of I can't life. wait till we get to twins because I'm. I've said this talk, is not a good movie. You gotta add. <laughs> it's not a good Victor movie. Freeze. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But those are it's those terrible. That's I mean, that that occupies a very different part of his career, which is like I'm no longer. Um, he was cruising the, towards the governorship at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that is why he has sort of a bunch of where he does the opposite of what I said he's known for. Where there is this point where he's kind of like, I will work with good people doing good product. I, you know, they have to be good directors, <clears throat> the writers, the high concept, whatever it is. And then like post eraser. He just is like on autopilot. He's and I think it is because he is focused on I'm going to find some way to get to the governor's mansion. I'm going to be governor of California. Uh, if that guy could be president, he would have been. 
Right, fantastic. Exactly. I've been, you know, like they were given to me the script of Benson, you know. See, and Robert I was Gilm, the assistant governor. Robert Gilm, of course, is fantastic as a Benson. But now, these Sorry. films are early in his career. The greatest feeling in the gym is called the pump. <laughs> <laughs> the pump is when air blows to a muscle, and <laughs> please finish. And it feels fantastic. It feels it gives me the feeling of coming. So I'm getting the feeling of coming in the gym. I'm getting the feeling of coming at home. I'm getting the feeling of coming when I pose out in front of five thousand people. So I'm coming day and night. I remember when I first. Okay, this is how. I was the one, by the way, who showed Jonathan this, like when he was when he was a lot younger, and he could not. He was mind was blown. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I can't believe he's saying all these things. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, oh, I mean, it, oh, and he has a shirt that says Numero Uno. On oh yeah, and 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 a smoking a J. And I inhaled. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so this is from, but now the, these films are from not too long after he's made his name. He's he's exploded. He is a star. Conan has happened. Uh, Terminator has happened. But I don't think he is at the peak of his own control of what he can do on screen yet. I don't think the people who are like, we know he's a commodity, let's exploit him. They don't know quite yet what to do with him. And that's why we begin with these films where it's kind of like it's both setting the template for what is the stereotype of Schwarzenegger and those type of films, but is also the stepping stone towards him breaking out of that to become a much bigger, much more transcendent figure in entertainment. And in your timeline of these films, where's Predator nested? In, in Predator, I, Predator as a, a... 85, right? No, Predator is 87, and Predator is the breakout. because huge Because man. Predator is a legit big-budget action thriller that, even though I think they're at... Maybe at the time, people would call it schlocky and or, like exploitation level it's not it's a good movie. And, and, it's a legitimate big a, budget yeah. sci-fi action the, film that you well, can even watch today in yes and still holds up yeah. Like, yeah we live in different well I, I suppose it's not so in different times when ryan reynolds is putting out like different things he had two movies two big movies in 87 right running man and predator and um, yeah, yeah, that the, I guess that's why this list is funny because the, you got Running Man and Predator together. You know, by then, like, look, well, actually, was actually, already... to tell you the truth, here's I want to give you a little insight on that. They were going to be released very, very yeah. close to one another, mm-hmm. and the decision was made. I I think was to release Running Man later. And I'm sorry, uh, uh, or one of them, they, they had, there was chicken and they moved. And it made sense because yeah, at the end of the day, same year, as you said, the huge star, Predator makes like $98 million at the box office and Running Man makes like 38. Mm. Mm. It, there's a, there's a discrepancy. A yeah, there, there's, there, there's a difference. One of them probably, because I do, again, I do believe at the end of the day, one is, Arnold, one elevates Arnold, Predator elevates Arnold to... Just serious, serious action star that we're not just going to be slumming it, and the other one Arnold elevates. That's the difference. Yeah, yeah, Arnold yeah. makes Running Man a better thing and yeah, makes yeah. it, and you know, it's molded around him mm-hmm. because you know, you know, it's you know, it's, it's uh, you know, we'll get into it. It's That's based what on I a Stephen call the Stephen King. Jack Nicholson effect. But by the way, like, like I, you put Jack Nicholson in the worst movie ever. But because it's Jack Nicholson, you'll make it better. Yeah. By the way, it's the beginning. It's the beginning of like you know you're slapping a label on on products. Like Schwarzenegger becomes a brand name at that point, right? Right. You know? And to do and that, he's got to rise got, above yeah. 
these types of yeah, movies. Yeah. Like, again, the films that I think are stereotyped of what people thought an Arnold movie was. But when you think about, again, when you think about the big hits, when you think about Terminator, when you think about Total Recall, you're going like, no, these, wait, those are actually high concept, really well-made, pretty smart movies. Yeah. They're not raw deal. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Yeah. But um, I would say, for me, as a, <clears throat> as a moviegoer, like I love Predator. Predator is like, yeah, this movie is awesome. It hits, checks off all the marks. Um, there's, there's a lot of serious drama in it. Then you take a movie like Total Recall. If I'm a diehard uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger fan, I like Total Recall because of the crazy, over-the-top exploitation. Yeah, yeah, stuff. It. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely... But if I could judge the two, just like, is this a good movie or, or a bad movie? At some point, at some point, everyone will have but their own favorite... Boy, you might pit Total Recall as a fanboy. For Miguel, I, I for Miguel, see, I, I think I, it's a no, true lies, you know. Well, I see. Again, I think that all these films were were are, we're, we're all just talking about films that are leagues above. Mm. No matter how we're going to rank either of these films, if you, True Lies, Predator, Total Recall, we know they're better than Commando. Yeah. We know they're better than Red Heat. We know, like yeah. these are like, and again, but at the same notice, time, look like, at the look at the differences in those stored in what we we just said in those films at that level. You have True Lies, which is has a tongue-in-cheek aspect to it so it's high there's it's a mix of of uh comedy and action you've got you know predator which is a science fiction action thriller total recall which is you know uh, has espionage elements and sort of whereas these other movies are just like as i said to, you know true um raw deal is definitely in that it might as well be one of those like but, but direct to video Mexican you know cartel revenge type like type film. But that's the thing though. I think, I think because uh, again, I, I'm watching. Too. I'm watching a lot of the, these things with adult eyes. Sorry. Yeah, I'm watching a lot of these things with adult eyes, and I'm like, no, there's a certain authorship, you know, to how we view. And again, we're 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 just focusing today on these films like the Raw Deal, Red Heat, like the, yeah. the ones that do not. Rise above the the creme yeah. the creme of Arnold exploitation, right? You know, um, and yet I'm watching Twins, and I and I and what have I said? I say this is not a good movie. It is not a good movie. But there's something. To, what, are you, what are you doing? John? Yeah, what's going on there? Put You're the doing. He's putting in the trailer. The trailer deal. deal. By the way, this is the music from Warriors. <laughs> Walter Hill's Warriors. You don't let him in too far, too fast. And, and now the thing about this movie is, is it it wants to be smarter than it is, and and my gut feeling tells me it was written for a completely different type of star. Just take him out. But would you want to? Would you want to watch anyone else in this movie? I think you know someone else could have made it a better movie. But I like Arnold, but yeah, but like we okay. said, it ha it only half works when he's the slick back cool Look, guy. You see what he just did? Yes. And you go, come on, man. He just the problem is that the rest of the movie doesn't work. That's the thing. As we I said, don't it's, a watch... silly, it's a silly. It's a silly. I don't want to watch this movie if it's on Arnold. You know? Yeah, stuff like that just happens, John. Just like he does this assault on this like gravel pit and like. He just runs right into his bulldozer. <laughs> You've got something against the gravel uh, uh, um, quarry. 
Arnold Schwarzenegger. Nobody gets Schwarzenegger a raw deal. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. All right. Nobody. All right, shut, all right, shut that off. Oh, shut, shut it off. Okay, shut. so yeah, this is you. You like like look the simple fact that the trailer for this uses <laughs> Walter Hill's Warrior soundtrack gives it like its exploitation, and that's what we're talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, that, yeah. that this is this is Arnold's exploitation. No, that's okay. Wait, oh, we're, oh, we're, oh, gonna, are we getting into it now? We're gonna get into all it right, after right. we come back to these okay, words from right. friends, and we're gonna start out with the first uh, chronological. Uh, film, which I believe is Raw Deal. So we'll be back after these words from friends. To Be Continued Fanboy Podcast was also sponsored by Pancake Studios. You know, To Be Continued Fanboy Podcast, we were born here at Pancake Studios, and for the past five years, we have called this place home. Pancake Studios has come a long way from offering just audio services. They now offer Dolby Atmos and surround sound mixing, video recording, production and engineering, a full range of photography servers, and sound design. It is your one-stop shop media production services. Go to pancakestudios.net. You gotta stay hungry. You always have to stay hungry. Remember I won the Golden Globe for that one. The Golden Globe. very good. So, uh, a little technical difficulty, a little, a, little, a little brain fart on my part. We're not going to start with Raw Deal. Actually, Raw Deal is uh, released later. The film... Like hell you will. <laughs> the film... <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's a very old Arnold. That's like, it's like he just shows up with like a wheelchair. He's he's no longer he he has like other guys. Yeah, it's like well he's got his sons, both his both his legitimate and illegitimate children who can now like handle his life. Before before you get in it, by the way, you know if you've if you're streaming out there, you know that he's back in a saddle. He's somehow now he's somehow now the chief action. Officer, officer whatever that Netflix, means. right? It's you know? very much a do nothing. And title. he's doing. He's he's back to doing movies and like because uh, during COVID he was smoking weed and feeding alpacas, right? And inhaling. And 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 then and occasionally and, and occasionally doing PSAs for anti-fascists. Yeah, like, you, know, you know. And so now like, somehow like, he's. He's well, he's back in. Instead you know. of worrying about the the ratings of Apprentice, you should run the country. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, all right, go so ahead. so um uh the film. Uh, it's funny that we mentioned uh the film we're actually going to start talking about instead of a raw deal is going to be Commando. And when we started this, I said, you know, we've got to talk about we got to talk about the three R's: Running Man, Raw Deal. And uh, what's the third? What's the and Red Heat, yeah, red right? Heat. And then it was like, but then I realized Commando is we're doing Commando also also part of this. <laughs> I'll talk it up. Uh, look it up. We'll we'll, we'll get to it. Uh, Commando is the one with young Alyssa Milano. Yes, right. And Ray Don Chong. Okay, so Commando released in 1985. Um, as I always like to point out, Jeff Loeb comic book. Writer extraordinaire. Um, at this point, also, he's got a bunch of like uh, television credits and productions and movie stuff under his belt. Uh, big part of the Marvel universe, and of course, a big writer and uh, creator at DC. And as there's well. some real writing in it because that intro is a very whoa. No, 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 no. no. Listen, 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 listen. There's some craftiness to that intro, which is like we're not going to give you, you know, like some kind of ding, 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 like type type of intro. It's him. No, having, no, having no, lunch wait, with Alyssa. No, wait, wait. The intro Ali- is Alyssa. yeah, that's later. The actual intro is Bill Duke on a homicidal <laughs> rampage, 
just killing guys with one-liners and you know back and forth and then, and then we get father of the year right. with with Schwarzenegger I'm going to and teach what okay and what is what is what does this sound like uh, John what does the trailer for for Commando sound like Oh those steel drums baby Steel drums <laughs> They took the only thing he would kill for. If he wants your kid back, then you better cooperate. Right? Wrong. Wrong. Now, somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. <laughs> Whether they deserve it or not. <laughs> It's the Tortelli guy. Hey, come on, Bennett. <laughs> that guy from Warriors. Very young child. No. <laughs> He's dead tired. Okay, so so all right, all right, all right, John. We can we can uh, we can. Yeah, we we can end it right here. We can end it right yeah. here, John. Okay, so. Again, you know, it's it's with the time. See, honestly, with uh, adult eyes, there's yeah, you a, fell in love with it's this a movie. Charm to this movie. A I'm charm not like seeing that. Movie. What's funny is that you came to it and you were just like, uh, like it wrapped you around his finger. Like, I love that this is to you. It's like cheesy in the best ways. It's yeah, fun. Absolutely, Arnold film. It is. My funny thing is. The funny thing is, he went from like they killed my friends, they kidnapped my daughter, and he went straight to Commando versus let's start with a police report. Let's <laughs> 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 call the FBI, maybe. You know? But I, I, <laughs> the thing is, one of the gripes that you had, Miguel, with with this film in particular is that he is in superhero super superhuman mode. One of the things about this film that's funny that you should say the superhero stuff is that I said written by Jeff Loeb. But when he was approached with it, for him, the hook was the father of the year stuff. He was like, oh, well, so this is a movie where I'm not half naked and where I'm not a robot, where, you know, I wear clothes like John Wayne. He specifically was all like, I'm wearing clothes like John Wayne. But have you not heard the tale of the cobra? Have you not not heard of the tale of the the grandmother who's about to get crushed by the truck and she lifted it because of adrenaline to save the baby. You know, like that's why I'm 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 carrying logs on my shoulders. Ripping telephone poles. Yeah, ripping both (laughs) telephone. No, 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 and he doesn't rip a phone. He rips a phone booth. Off its moorings, he tears the seat and, and, and throws it at the cops. He, he tears a seat out of a car. Well, of course, if you can tear a tear a, a, a telephone booth, you can tear out a seat from a it car. Is, he is he's completely over the top in, in this it, film, and I know for you that works very well. And it is look, I'm not saying that we've it's not, seen. I think Tom Cruise has it's done the, the best kind of dumb movie, but that doesn't. Make it not a dumb movie. I'm pretty sure Tom Cruise has done like you know. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna come out of the the airplane from the landing gear twice somewhere. <laughs> you know, he like you know, it's like. Well, that, I mean, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's like he falls from a plane as it's Into taking the off, and is like, I'm ready to go. 
I'm just going to sit my Casio watch here and, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to rescue Melissa. It's going to be fantastic. The Casio watch. No, this is true. Uh, now, that said, I know why this film works is because of the over-the-topness. Uh, uh, not uh, just like his feats, but like this is a standard 80s, we have said goodbye to the production codes for a movie like this. Like Arnold is going to chop off guys' arms and th- and throw circular saws like shuriken well, look, to shear I, off I, the sides of guys' heads. I think the the misconception is you say standard. No, I think this sets a standard, and everyone else is going. No, we need to we need to do a commando, right? I don't look. I don't see. There's no cobra without this. Yes, right. I don't. S- <laughs> I don't see Van Damme. Uh, doing those, uh, uh, um, doing this. I don't see. St- well, Stallone had his own thing. Seagal was doing something else. I do. I do Chuck think that fa- is the minor th- of all. I of, think that this guys. is, and and that's why this film sort of stays at that level. Because, like mm. I said, it doesn't transcend. Its production is on the level of this type of movie in terms. It gets the most out of its money, and it's a slick looking film mm. for what it is. And it's something. At the same time, though, it's not like it's not. The, the grandest of there's you know, something really I've. subversive about it. Also, it's like you know when we talk about like what's the eye, uh, the eye candy here. You know, uh, Ray Don Chong, Chong, who by, who doesn't appear to be sexualized as much. There you are know, a handful of scenes where they try and be like, he yeah, her, like, like pretend you're a hooker, like so on and so forth. Speaking of which, this is this movie has kids <laughs> and it has and titties, and titties, right? You know, and uh, we had a whole conversation, private conversation about that. Sure, you know, because you know, <laughs> they, truly something for everyone. <laughs> it's truly something for this is and, for and, In all honesty, crossing over. <laughs> in, in, in all honesty, yeah, there. That's part of its like why it's it has the, the its but appeal to the widest. Yeah. It has uh, him running through like this. We were watching the scene where he's just. He's got the. Uh, um, uh, He's doing the suit up, the which, suit as up. you said, is leading the way because that sort of suit up scenes right. suddenly became the rigor. You're just like, this is what we're going to do because this is how it's done. I, you can give it that, but it does not. And he the, takes the dinghy to the island. Yes, and then shit. this is where he just sort of plows through. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Let, me, let me ask you a question. Goons do one you after think another. that while that Arnold was, was taking that dinghy to the island to rescue Alyssa Milano? Did he pass Julius Arnold from Twins going the other way? It's like because oh, hey, that's the joke in Twins is it's like it's like it's like I was raised on this island. It's like he's gonna go back to the mainland, and he is just in like a rowboat, and he like superhumanly like. And here in Commando, it's the same thing. It's kind of like a, yeah, I'm going to attack this island. It's like like again because like it's not just a rowboat. He's got like a thousand pounds of ammunition and guns and rocket launch. <laughs> Which, by the way, they stole. All right, they had to somehow they hotwire. You know what? I I keep. Uh, I, there's a part of me that for years has always said bullshit on that. Right? Like on what? Like oh come on, man! You, there's you can't tell me that you're gonna find that stuff in a Army Navy or whatever type supply uh, store sure. in the city in California. And, and you know what? No longer. No longer. <laughs> no, now, not anymore. That's America. Yeah, if, if, if you can you find know, a rocket launcher, guns and ammo some- shops, you know. And by the way, like, look, that that you needed a bulldozer right. to break to, to to get in, and that's exactly what they did. You yes. know. I, see, now this film has, like, again, it's not it's not complex. It 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 stays no. at the level that it is because while it it's 
it, it's it goes down easy. It's very digestible. I mean, again, it takes a lot of shortcuts for things. Like like we said, it's like, oh hey, Bill Duke murder spree. Now, what's our motivation for liking Arnold? It says like, well, he's a single dad and his daughter's captured. It's, it's like trying to rescue. His he's the original Nihon Neeson. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's it's it's. Shorthand, you don't have to do much thinking this or development. Movie is the blueprint for every uh, Liam Nielsen movie. It has that. It has you know just pissed off dad trying to get his daughter back. And but and it be, again, like I would I say, skill set. I would say Taken by the way it's executed is better than Commando though. Yeah. Commando is too because it goes so over the top and cartoony. You that automatically releases you from any real dramatic like intense like you know. Well, entanglement with the story or the characters, yeah, but, but again, the, that's fine. There, there it doesn't is, have to be. There but is let's something. Admit that it is what it is. There is. There is. Yes. I'm not going to say it's super intelligent, but there is an intelligence. You keep hold on, hold on. Yes, I yes. know, I know. You think that I'm elevating, but I'm not really. I'm just saying that there's something. Look, Ray Don Chong is. We're we're watching this movie through her eyes, right? You know, right? Because she's the analog to this, and. She's she's the one who's like, you know, look, everyone's calling me a whore. What have I done <laughs> to be called a whore by the cops, by the dude that wants a, that's hitting on me? And I and then you're saying at a is, certain point, this I'm is like, low key third wave feminism is what you're saying. Right. And then and then at some point, you know what? Right. <laughs> I'm going to help out Arnold. Because he's a dad who wants to save the daughter, right? That's just what I said. That that's how they got you hooked in. This is the simplest, simplest thing in the world. It's like, oh, he's a single dad who's trying to save his yeah. daughter. Okay. I'm going to use whatever skills I have. And but I, 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 I took well, flight no, school. I was well, yeah, she school. seems to apparently have whatever Arnold needs at the time. She has a sports car when he she needs it. Yes. She can fly planes yes. when she needs it. She can she, show she can show titties she when can, she needs it. She can she well, well, she can she can use a rocket launcher backwards backwards when she needed it, <laughs> and it worked, right? You know. And I mean, I haven't seen this. I may have seen this movie, but I don't remember it at all. What, but you remember rocket launcher? <laughs> no, but what's, his, what's his background? What's Arnold? He, again, Arnold's whole thing is like uh, he was He's a super secret. Super secret commando type. You know, bam, Bam, that's the name. His operative. His operative. They they made this movie for 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 people like you. Yeah. His operative, (laughs) uh, basically, you know, just helicopters in and says, "We need your help on something, whatever." He used to be part of a team, Mm -hmm. and now the members of his team, who are now also retired like him, are getting are getting killed by, and you find out eventually, oh, a rogue member of his team, Mm -hmm. and. It is what it is. It's str- simple. It's straightforward. Um, it made it seem like the is, mafia wanted to get him. No, no. no it's it oh, is like no. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Well, well, deal, here's yeah. a, I think you might be confusing because uh, the villain here is not Bill Duke per se, but there's like a as you would as you started calling him, he's like a low rent Freddie Mercury. Right? Well, no, that yeah, that's the, the rogue member of his team. Yes, yes Bennett. Bennett. Who there is a whole look. John, there's a whole thing. Ed finds that whole scene electric with the with the, and you know here's it the thing. It is, and maybe this is why it also gets interpreted this way. Like yeah, I said, this yeah. is sort of like the gay bashing. Well, yeah, there is this weird part where Bennett as a character wears this like chainmail esque net, net, like. Yeah. Uh, wife beater thing. But Arnold is so gay. Wait, you know? no, like, this is what I'm getting to. Exactly. Chest, you know? So <laughs> the scene is literally like Arnold, totally shirtless. You know, like as you said, sweaty and oily, and and his lines are like it was like it was like he's like 
you don't you want to stick me with a knife and see what's going on inside as he's doing this whole like and it's like <laughs> he's this like, guy like, by the way dude like it's like whether you're one of those people who like finds that kind of analysis tiresome like oh yeah everything's gay whether or not you you're even if you're that guy you're like it's fucking there well, like he, it can be made you can make something out of that the the other thing also it's like bennett is not his equal you look at him but physically he's, yeah physically but he's the joker to his batman because he's nuts right yeah. so crazy can can fight you know like like muscle yeah. apparently right you know well crazy uh, allows you to get, to get punched in- into <laughs> like an electric transformer and it only makes you more powerful <laughs> this is the kind of movie that commando is and that's the thing about it that, that's the thing is that I don't mind over the top, but I, I do think that you've got to. Li- 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 it has to be livened with just a little bit of real stakes and real characters. Of I'll watch a movie that's stupid. That's fine. Just don't tell me that it's anything more than the movie's stupid. not stupid, Miguel. It's very sophisticated if you think about it. It's the know. first time working We're, with you know with Bill Duke. But we do have to be a little forgiving and a little like. Something. You said the times. It is a 1985. It is he is pioneering a lot of this. It yeah. is considered, dude. It is yeah. considered a hit, right? You know, it's a hit, and I do consider it a, a, a class. But I, as I said, once more, if there are there are definitely five better yeah, 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 yeah. Schwarzenegger movies. Yeah. <laughs> like no matter what, it's like, is it your top five? Oh yeah, okay. And then you name five. It's like, well, yeah. It, are these five better? Yeah, and it introduces the world, uh, the world, uh, Alyssa Milano to the world. I think she, was, she, I think she was already doing. She was already doing something. Um, right? uh, who's the yeah, boss by this point? I think who's the um, boss was already on. Eighty-five. Yeah, yeah, I think his eighty-five yeah, was already yeah. on. It's like, Angela, I could have been in Commando. Mona, you could have been his sidekick. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I need a hold, 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 hold on here. I need there's one thing I need for this for this plan to come to fruition. A van. I need a man and a van. Sure, of course. I could have done the I could have done the who's the boss. And the we're, going become... to take, we're going to take a trip to Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> Angela, you know, it's like I could I could uh, make some ep- pancakes. You know, there's an episode where I wear an earring. And it's so radical because, you know, fathers don't wear earrings. <laughs> okay, so uh, I will I will always say that this film is enjoyable and fun, but I do think it does cement in uh, some people's eyes the, like as I said, the stereotype of these are just big and very stupid films and Arnold is sort of an avatar for big stupidness. Anyone want to guess how much money it took to make this movie? Uh, six million dollars. Nine million. You okay, know what? guys, want to know how much it made? Forty. Forty million dollars. Fifty-seven point five. Wow. Okay. Wow. Right. So. So it costs more, and it made more than we thought. Right. Yeah. And this is why Arnold was beco- becomes a salient. You know, he becomes something that's like, okay, what can we do? We got to make movies with this guy. And like I said, I think he need he is smart enough to want to move beyond these kind of films. But his early attempts at that are a little shaky. And we'll get into that when we come back to uh, the next film, uh, the aforementioned the Raw Power Deal. Power of Love. 
I don't know. Yeah. I forgot the song, the name of that song for this. Orphan Guitars. Local friend of the show, Alex, who works at Orphan Guitars, can help you find out what you're looking for, whether vintage or the right musical equipment for your needs, brand names from Fenders to Gibsons, electric guitars, basses, guitar amps. Just head over to 493 Court Street at OrphanGuitars.com. You know, John, they've also helped with the community making donations to local soup kitchens in the past. Brooklyn's coolest guitar shop. That's OrphanGuitars.com. And we're back after those words from friends. Uh, we will, what, 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 Ed? James Horner did the soundtrack. Yes, James Horner did. Okay, just, it, just for Commando. Just, just keep that in mind. Yeah, again, and, 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 and he was like, he was passing by like a beach and there was a guy in the steel drums and he was like, yes, that's the sound. That that's is the sound. You know, that and, j- and jazz, jazz sax. Yeah. Oh yeah, jazz sax. And and oh yeah, you know, Commando has an amazing Bill Paxton, soundtrack. rest in peace. Yes, also it's one of his early roles. Um, and also, uh, one of the other things we didn't get to about Commando before we get to Raw Deal is that it has again part of that like McBain, as I said, McBain not being parody <laughs> but actually homage. Where as so many '80s action films has, it ends with a weird power like either rock or pop song. That has no reason to be in the film at all. Doesn't play up to any of the themes. It's just super generic. Like, you know. I wish I had a name like Colonel John Matrix. (laughs) It's like, we fight for love. Fight for love. We fight for love. It's like, oh, terrible. But yet when you see again McBain on, you know, on The Simpsons and has one of those like endings, you go like, oh, yeah, that is exactly what it is. And. This is what I'm saying. Next up on the block, Raw Deal continues this of sort of exploitation level films that Arnold's doing. And I might be wrong. I I think Raw Deal might have been filmed before Commando. It definitely feels like a slightly younger, a, a, a slightly, I'm sorry, olderish kind of film and is not as slick and an Oh, by the way, much like Commando, it also has the feeling of Commando was originally written as supposed to be like an ex-Israeli military guy who, because of issues in Israel, is like, I've forsaken violence. And then this sort of like, so again, it was supposed to be a deeper film than it was supposed to, you know, it's like, some, well, here's the interesting thing, right? Yeah. So, to, yeah. so I'm just catching this right now, uh, Wikipedia, uh, directed by John Irvin. From a story of Sergio Leone's screenwriter, right? Luciano Vincenzione, right? <laughs> yeah, it, I told and, you, it and feels it very horny. Yeah, yeah, well, it has that, like, you know, like, you know, that sort of Kurosawa-esque type of, you know, and I'm not, I'm not comparing, look, look, I'm not comparing <gasps> lemons Once to, again, once again, you tried, what is this? <laughs> what is this? But you know what I'm saying? It's like exploitation movies. Eh? It's, it's the, the lone. I am not going to go that far. I do. There's I'm, a, it's I'm very, just saying, you it's know, like very it's Sergio Leone, it is very cliche right. of the sort of like undercover cop sort of genre, which problem number one, Ar- no, Arnold is not an undercover cop. Arnold is not an <laughs> ex-FBI guy You're who nuts. is now a small town sheriff. This film, 
that's the part that makes it stupid and gives it its hiccups. Okay. John, for your benefit, okay, the movie starts off with Arnold as a sheriff. In a, uh, he's a sheriff in this small town married to a wife who's unhappy with their situation. So apparently, like, he had to leave the bureau. The bureau, right? He had to leave the bureau, right? Because... And she's apparently prissy about that because it's like, oh, your career is not going where we thought it was. We don't have the money that we used to have. Now, again, nothing wrong with these as a plot points. <laughs> you can do a story about, uh, and, you know, and again, oh, the, 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 the big thrust of this film is like, oh, he gets called on to go undercover. Mm. And it's sort of like, oh, hey, this guy who's in a bad part of his life that his wife is him and are not getting along and his career has not been where it, 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 he wants it to be, sort of is given a chance to be reborn by killing off that old life and then doing this undercover And he's still thing. doing action. Like, it starts again, off, as he's an action hero from the get-go because he's the sheriff out of uniform, chasing bad guys. Uh, who's no, in uniform. At in, some, uniform. in uniform. Well, later again, on, so he's like, in uniform, but he's out of uniform. That's afterwards. the thing. It's like- You don't realize he's sheriff until some of the- Until he, yeah, he, he busts he, a guy and right. it's like, it's like, sure thing, sheriff. Bust this guy for speeding. <laughs> <laughs> sure thing, sheriff. <laughs> I don't think there's any attempt- at trying to, um, uh, what, do you have Rod Deal up on? Uh, on yeah, 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 yeah. Who, What's his, he has two characters' name. His characters are um, uh, Brennan, or Brenner, who is the his alter ego. With his P stand for. Yeah, but who is, what is his character's Joseph name? Joseph P. Brenner is, the, is the, the alter ego. And then. His actual name. Kaminsky. Kaminsky, right. right? <laughs> so, like this. Mark, you, Sheriff Mark Kaminsky. Like, here's the thing. I think it would be perfectly fine if this were written for or probably was more of a Bruce Willis type. And it would be more of a, you know, tension thriller thing where, like, this guy's gone under. You know, um, uh, what's what's uh, more like The Departed where you're worried about is this guy going to get. But the second it's like we're going to make this for Arnold, it the action quotient gets the killing quotient gets thrown up. The weird male fantasy aspects aren't played for drama. They're just played for pure man. Like, again, John, so he gets, it's like, here's, he already, by the way, you, you, I'm surprised that you went over your, your issue with the film, your first issue, which was like, wait a minute, the raw deal happened before the movie. <laughs> it's called raw deal, but it's not that he actually get the raw deal is. Oh, you were busted from the FBI, and now you're working as a sheriff. And if you do this job, we'll get you back into on the inside. And when he gets a second raw deal, it's very, very late. When uh, Frank uh, from uh, from uh, what's his from uh, Murphy Brown? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, he's the uh, Joe Rigolabuto. He's the money guy, right? Becomes the is like oh, he's the turncoat guy in the DA's yeah, office. Yeah. That like yada yada. There, I mean, look, it's but not like, without but like some the, kind the, of the male to... sexual fantasy, but the male fantasy part is like, oh, hey, my wife and I are kind of not getting along. We're having difficulties. And yeah, I guess by modern standards, she goes to a certain line of stuff because like she does throw stuff at him. And I know yeah. in the modern day's eyes, it would be like, oh my God, this is an abusive, toxic relationship. Okay, fine. 
Well, she no, gets no, drunk. No, wait, no, wait, no. no, 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 no let me finish. And right, so he, she gets drunk, and we're supposed to see that. Oh, Arnold is still committed because, like, he's not being d- disruptive and argumentative. He's being, you know, he's keeping his voice calm. And when she gets drunk and whatever and passes out, he picks her up and he still puts her to sleep. And it's like, yeah, I still care about my wife. It's toxic masculinity. You know. Yeah, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. So, in getting this offer to go undercover. He gets a chance to leave. It. He fakes his death. Fakes his death because that's how much he loves his wife. Giant explosion right. to get so now he doesn't have anything at all, and now he lives this life of this like Armani suited, slick back hair, cigar smoking like mafioso guy who uh, gets to bang hookers, and then like the big thing at the end, the big like, oh, this guy, yeah, honey, I got my job back. Yeah, no, oh no, 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 no. yes, no, wait, he does, yes. he You're gets alive. his, he I'm gets, alive and we get a better job. No, because guess what, guess what, John, guess what, John, the ending sequence is like his handler, his friend who came to him with his job who got shot and is paralyzed apparently, or apparently is going to have a hard time like learning to walk again. He's like, he's like, you know, the case is, the case is solved, everything is, and like he's doing rehab and he's going there and he's like, hey, guess what, remember that hooker? I knocked her up. <laughs> You're going to be an uncle. Isn't that fantastic? And like, this free frame. Is a, yeah, free okay. frame. This is your motivation to I, get I, better. I, I, I knocked up a hooker. I, I, need a, I need a litmus test here. Now, so you never John, contacted his John, if you were, if you were uh, along to this journey, right, you know, where you've been given a chance to, to accomplish some mission, right? Wait, let me just ask you this. Along this journey, you meet this hooker. Right, who apparently has a heart of gold, right? Of course, and you get so you get to the end of your journey. There's a pile of money. What are you gonna do with this uh, with this hooker? What are you gonna do with her? Just, I just this is a kind of a test for you. <laughs> this is a test for me. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? If I was doing the right thing, I would have been like, "Hey, you know, I'm sorry, I faked my death, wife." Here's some money. Keep, keep on. What are you going to do with the money? Here's, and here's hooker. some money in a hooker. You know, that, you, know that, you know that life you've always wanted. Um, yeah. Provided for you now. Thank you. So that's what he does at the end. It's like, it's like listen, there's an air, like, there, uh, you're, um, uh, call an airplane, get it ready. I'll meet you there. All right. So he gets there. Well, wait, what, but that's vanquish all of his foes. Right. But that's the hooker. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't give the money to the wife. No, no, no. He gives it to the hooker. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. But he's like, there's, um, uh, I forget how many millions of dollars in here. There's there's a fortune in this. You're going to take Again, this and you're going to leave. Again, remembering that it's 86. This it is, the, is like, it's like one point. It's like, here's $1.2 million. Right. This is, this is your for life. <laughs> this is exactly. And that's what he does, right? So, so while he had the raw deal, she doesn't have to have the raw deal anymore. Listen, right? I don't, I don't, I don't like raw deals. I think you got the raw deal. But this movie is the blueprint for his real life. You know, he had a secret family with the with the, with the house cleaner. And all now, that. now that's at the the um, gave them a raw deal. Right? Again, you, you hey, accuse hey, me of. Hey, 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 let me give give you a punchline. He gave her a raw. deal. <laughs> no, there there have been moments where, as he mentions this, uh, there have been moments where it's like you know she's ready for hot a hot night, and he's just out cold. Yes, of course. Right. So because again, it's the it's <laughs> because it's the eighties, and we're we're hiding. Sorry, honey, I had a long. We're day hiding all our will and the is, power stuff under. That weird is the other interesting thing that we've as well. We, yes. uh, we've uh, that's the interesting thing that we've talked about, which is like 
while Arnold um, is a leading man, there are certain th- things and scenes that they kind of didn't do with him. Right? They did. Right? He and, would never and, be. And they always tried to push. He's not Patrick Swayze, stuff. right? Yeah, you know? they tried to definitely push. But again, okay, you could have done this film with the Patrick Swayze, and you would have had to have brought the drama stuff up, the tension stuff up. But because it's Arnold, it we just go to violence. It's just, and it's not particularly well executed violence. Like um, we talk about uh, the 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 quarry scene, the the, the gravel pit scene, you know where. <laughs> It's super over the top. It has weird, abrupt shifts. And then it doesn't look like it looks dangerous. Like, we always talk about, like, wait, there's this scene where, like, it's in this quarry and, you know, the gigantic dump trucks where, you know, we're talking about where the wheels are, like, have 20, oh 20 foot diameters, right? There, there's a scene where there's a... Um... Arnold is, like, doing it with a machine gun running around and he is running right underneath, like... While one of these dump trucks is rolling, it's and huge. I'm thinking like, how do you put your star on like like and like it's basically one of those, he's like, as he, it's like, a shot where when you understand how slow those things are to respond, that they don't drop on like again it doesn't it's stop one on of situations dime. where the the shot is um, hey he, we we need Arnold to hide underneath this huge dump truck while it's moving while it's moving and he's just like sort of just. Just walking along with it, and like you're putting him at unnecessary risk, but those are different times. But yeah, it's like I guess you said '86. Yeah. Um. So it's very uneven and stuff, and I think because it tried, like Arnold also is very like it feels like it was made. Like I said, it feels like way before Commando because he's still doing things that are similar to, and his size also similar to Terminator. Like in Raw Deal, every time he blows someone away. The director decides to do this weird close-up on his face and his eyes every time. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, but at the same time, and his eyes like wide open. I'm going like, okay. I, I, again, I would he's argue. Learning. I have to be the the devil's advocate with this, you know, which is the the charm. Like, and this is, I think he's. It's not like he's not trying to show range. So he adopts a, a, a um um his a, persona, a persona. As Joseph P. Brenner. What does P stand for? He, Pussy. Pussy, right? <laughs> and he, Joseph P. Brenner, he's basically selling himself as a problem I can solver. Be, I can be your problem solver. I'm going to, and by the way, the, 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 uh, the masquerade is I'm just going to slick my hair back. All right. There's no facial hair whatsoever. And I'm going to be someone different, you know? I'm not going to be uh, Mark Kaminsky anymore, Sheriff. <laughs> you know, because Mark Kaminsky is dead. You know, he I, he blew he himself up in an oil refinery. You know, and leaving enough. a leaving leaving a, a widow to himself. And so now I'm, I'm sure just, she, I'm sure she was happy with the insurance money. <laughs> and now I'm Joseph T. Brenner, and I'm going to be your problem solver. Those are the parts that work where he can be slick yes. and charismatic, because the other parts where he's the, supposed to be the sheriff and stuff are so pro forma. They don't matter. There's no, and they're so weighted. They're cliche. They're they're beyond cliche. The wife is the cliche drunk abusive wife. You know what I mean? So it, there's Why no, no, there's nothing. Yeah, there's no there there to really yeah, hold on that's to. That's true. And then he gets to be charismatic and cool. You know, as you know, as the as you know, as this would be mafioso guy. Male fantasy, like you say. Like right. I said, it's a big male fantasy, but it's just the execution is off, and I think it wants to be a different type of mm. movie. I think it, probably its original script was more 
as I said, it was more along the lines of something you could see a, like you could see if a Michael Douglas at the time was doing that part, it would be so much more serious and have so much more depth. It would be closer to Godfathers or Goodfellas, where well, you need this it, like, falls so, straight to just like schlock. So this, the, you know, if Sergio Leone had a kind of had an invisible <laughs> hand in this, right? You know, and, and you have, and you know, if you can just tr- trace the the DNA, it's to, very. Uh, Ed, this is the Yojimbo of like I'm going to solve this problem without <laughs> even firing a shot or using my sword, right? And but then, but then I came on board, and this is we're going to solve every problem <laughs> with, with right. violence, and this, with exactly. shoots and swords. Absolutely right. So, what was the uh, no swords? Okay, we're just guns then. What was the thing uh, with the solution he had for the for the mobsters? You know, it's like, um, uh, oh, how do you get into this area? Oh yeah, he air ducks it. Right? Doesn't he like? Doesn't it oh. like? Like because they're all in like this illegal gambling place in the big finale, right? And like. It's a, it's the it's the bloodiest shootout imaginable. But he was like he was like he gives a solution like no it's uh the security team like they're they they're there. And you're asking time. me again. I'm I not going to remember any of the fucking <laughs> specifics of this. It's a it's a bad movie. It's a <laughs> and, and like I'm not. It's bad, but it is watchable, and there are scenes in it, and you understand why it added to. His career. Now, not a gigantic hit for him. Uh, and as I said, I want to say it's very, I want to say it was probably made before Commando. And you can see he, I think a later Arnold would have more input into maybe those like oh, yeah. Kaminsky husband wife things. Or maybe he would have had enough wherewithal to say, this movie doesn't need that. See, that's one of the that's what makes it so those scenes so weird and strange is I don't need motive like, oh, I need to sympathize with Arnold as a guy. Like, no, the second you've cast Arnold, you've cast aside all humanity. I don't need he is just like, and especially at this point. Now I will always go to bat for his. I do think Arnold has charisma and presence and can evoke some stuff. But in this sort of film like this, no, you did not need Arnold's scenes with his drinking wife, you know, to justify that he knocks up a hooker later on, and that's his victory. <laughs> I, I finally got one over on the feminists. Now, this is distributed by De Laurentiis Entertainment Group, like, so I don't know whether he had a contract, you know, from Conan going on. Oh, a contract, but certainly a working relationship. Yeah. I could see him being like, okay, Dino, you want me to do this? It's fine, you know? Like, or... Or who's doing, you know, who's doing the, oh, Dino, okay, all right, you know, I'll know that this will be done in a certain way. He had to move beyond that because, again, again, Dino wasn't the reason why Conan worked. Correct. John Milius is why that worked, which goes, again, this film, the director is not anyone of particular. And it shows, like, well, look, the budget is uh, between eight and ten million dollars. It only made about 16.2, which is very different from, uh, from Commando. You know, um, and it shows because this is one of those movies where it was always on the corner of the the um, of the video store, right? Mm. And I always passed by it. Even that we even seen the the posters: <laughs> Schwarzenegger, 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 raw deal, right? Mm. You know. And what is this? Is like a system gave him the system gave him a raw deal. Nobody no one gives, gives him a raw deal, right? And you're like, 
I don't know. It's like I well, don't, I, well, I, really... I told you that there's a part in the movie where he's going to like create this identity. You know, th- this mobster from Florida who's trying to make his way into this other organization, and in creating it, like, there's a one point where at one point he puts on a fake mustache, right? Like he's like, <laughs> and I'm going like, again, yeah, this. If he had that mustache on, this you would not be able to tell much of a difference between this or any of those. Like again narco revenge Mexican language, you know, as Spanish language movies from Mexico, you know, it's not commando at least does have somewhat of a budget and the action is spectacular. They try to make some good action scenes in this, like the director is trying and there are some moments where it does work. But like I said, like, again, the final sequence is this insanely bloody shootout. And for the most part, it works except he, the director does these weird zoom ins since every time he shoots, it's like, yeah, he, like zoom in his his eyes. So it makes it wacky. Yeah, it, yeah there is some wackiness and goofiness. So overall, I don't know how. I don't even know how entertaining <laughs> it is. It's sporadically entertaining in those moments when he is the slick backed hair, and he just to be he gets again the male fantasy of he gets to be a guy who's in a situation and he gets to act bad and be the badass. And it's Arnold doing. There it. really wasn't any because like, I'm fresh out of Commando, and then going into this expecting, oh yeah, you know, like I need to say shit. Don't you hate that when a neighbor comes over and he's like, <laughs> "Sorry, dude, I'm fresh out of Commando." Fresh out of <laughs> but and then I'm like, you know, there really is no, um, there's no other big name star to this. You think that Robert Davi is like the Robert Davi, Robert Davi and Joe Ruggalabuto are the two like yeah. most like recognizable faces, and for most people, they're Oh yeah, that guy. Like they're not. But even then, it's like the the uh, their uh, deaths. Brown, Robert right, Davi's guy, death. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about anticlimactic, right? They're like he just boom, he's dead, and that's it. There's no. Uh, I'm gonna like fall to my death, you know, glor- glamorously. Like, see, the other part is that Davi is like the third. He's the like the tertiary bad guy in it, and he should have been the main bad guy. Um. But as I said, this is a film that there's not a lot of thought, I think, put into yeah, it. Yeah. It's very, you know, it, it is the creme de la creme of what exploitation is. You know, it's just like lowest it, common denominator. And it's not without, it's not without trying because he, they try to give you a Casablanca ending, you know? I mean, they try. <laughs> and then what do we end up getting? Freeze frame. I right? think, yeah, you know? exactly. Again, freeze frame. I knocked up a hooker. Hooray. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> uh but once more, this Commando coming back very again. Think about it. 1985. He's got Commando coming out. He's already done Terminator. He's already done. This is he's getting. He's working his way into the pop culture brain, and like one two punches were very important. This wasn't. He made a movie, and then the so audience had to wait three or four years for this it to is see. An uppercut that missed. Well, but more in the sense of less than that. It's just that he had presence. That it's like. Oh, he did Commando, and then, oh, uh, yeah, he did another movie in 1988. No, in 1986, he's got another movie coming out, and then 87, he's got two movies. You know, like, again, he is hitting while the iron is hot, and there's a learning process, and it just so happens that this one is, it's not that great. We're going to move on to uh, his 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 double, um, one of his double hits in 1987, uh, which is uh, uh, The uh, the Running Man, when we come back after these words uh, from Friends. Ghost Dog Studio, another friend of the show, or should I say the mother of To Be Continues a Fanboy Podcast website, Tamara, 
runs Ghost Dog Studio. From film scoring and editing where imagination, sound, and ideas converge. That's ghostdogstudio.com. Go to ghostdogstudio.com. You got your... All right, and we're back after some words from friends again. We are now moving into uh, primo Reagan era. A game Arnold. nobody survives, <laughs> but Schwarzenegger has yet to play. This is the running man. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> the running man. Now, <laughs> this film, I think, has a very... You can look up the trailer, John, is what I'm saying. This film has a very soft spot in your heart going back. You did not need to be discovered. I know that Running Man is one of your personal faves. It's, look, I, you know. Um, you, you've been quoting Hey Christmas Tree. Hey Christmas Tree. For decades now. <laughs> hey, Sub-Zero, now Zero. No, no, Plane Zero. <laughs> look, I mean, it's got Yabicado for Pete's sake. Yes. You know? Well, let, yeah. let, let, let Okay. And growing a beard with a Dawson. Oh, wow. It's got, uh, what's his face from Psych? Arnold already a unknown quantity with his, his catchphrases. So again, going towards the... <laughs> Sumo hockey players, <laughs> motorcycle riding lumberjacks, opera singing electro gladiators. <laughs> Again, so eighties. Okay, John. All right. All right. We don't, we don't want to get sued. Okay. <laughs> Top five Schwarzenegger movies, survey says. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Running Man comes out, and as I, like I said, it's definitely one of your faves. Uh, I think you like it as... Of I do like it. There's you know? a, yeah, I think I like you like enjoy the slickness of it. That well, it's, a, like it's a slick, dumb movie. Out of the five you picked for today, this is definitely the best one. Well, look, look it, uh, The Running Man was written by... I have, to, I have to give it... It's the best high concept, yes. It was written by Richard Bachman, also AKA. known as Stephen King. I don't know if you realize this, John. Oh, no, I didn't realize. Okay, so, I, I mean, that already it, immediately it's, says it, yeah, something. It's, it, and it's when King writes, uses Bachman to write usually works that are different than what he's known for. Um, as, as a, as a, like, again, there, this thing doesn't take place in new England and it doesn't have a psychic child. So, I mean, it's, it's very different <laughs> than, than what he's usually doing. And the original story is way, way different. Once more, once more, the second Arnold is injected into the narrative, things change. So the original story is, oh, this guy was not a cop. He is simply w another person who's starving in this fascistic, you know, future. And the Hunger Games. And yes, and it is so bad that he goes, I'm going to join this this game show because my wife and I need m medicine and other shit. And it's very social commentary. Now, th that's not to say that the movie, as 
we got doesn't have social commentary, and that does I'm, raise its level. I'm just a pacifist blacksmith. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. Um, in the movie version, I will. Th- I do think that because it does have that, like, oh hey, here's some media commentary, here's some meta commentary on that stuff, and we're using a biggest star at the time, Arnold, to tell that and to have a satire of television and game shows with Richard Dawson. It sounds weird to most people today. I guess I think most people your age who probably don't have a a strong memory of Richard Dawson as the host of the family feud, but it was a, Ed, you and I, the feud was gigantic. Well, I just said, you know, survey says and the whole, whatever that, even still today, that's still a cultural I do think it gets points for that mixture of very interesting things. It's like, yeah, we are going to do some commentary. Yeah, um, we're going to use a big star to do it. And by the way, we're going to get someone who is well known for this thing that we're doing satire mm-hmm. of to be a part of it. And then there's a simple fact that either you say, like, again, you're saying about Commando sort of like being the, the trailblazer, like setting the standards for things. It's funny to think of when you look at something like American Gladiators, which premiered just a few years after The Running Man. Mm-hmm. And there is no doubt, I do not think that that exists without the running man having put that. Now, there have been other versions of the world's most dangerous game of, oh, hey, we're going to turn gladiatorial entertainment's going to come back. Well, the whole idea of like, look, but the, this, Warrior now. The, 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 <laughs> uh, what year was a prisoner? Oh, the prisoner's like 60, 67, 67, 68. Right? Yeah. So like this whole like dystopian, you know, we're going to, we're going to take people and collect them and then put them in this in a fish tank and they're running or yeah yeah yeah. right and it's again it's not that these ideas hadn't been around Mm -hmm. didn't stallone and arnold do the prisoner too no 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 prisoner was that was a was a was a it was called it's it's called escape plan and yeah it was one of their it was uh, not that long ago less than 10 years ago Yeah, yeah but again an idea that had been around for a while but arnold puts the 80s stamp on it and Yes, it there's it's definitely enjoyable and, and slick, and it has the best high concept. But Look, once I mean, more, it is just kind like it's so low common denominator in so many yeah. ways. It, 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 there is like, a lot of like you say, you know, he's injected into this. Look, he's. Or do we buy the fact that he's Captain Ben Richards, a helicopter pilot, yeah, American, and observes an unarmed food riot, you know, in Baker, Bakersfield, California? People just want food, right? So, like, do we buy that? You know, do we buy how? Um, uh, once, but he, once, more, once more, he's he's very superhuman in this, mm-hmm. in what he does. Um, how do I put this? There was a version of this film that Christopher Reeve was going to star as the guy. Okay. That would be cool. That would have been, it would have been very And again, movie. think about it. Yeah. You, it. It becomes a different movie. Yeah. You already know that, oh, this sort of, this dystopian oh, future. Man. Well, also, yeah, it becomes yeah. less about yeah. a Superman, like who can just beat, and more about a guy surviving by the skin of his teeth, you know? And it probably needs to dwell more on the whole, like, oh, hey, what really is the nature of this fascist, like, system in the future? Like, you probably would do more serious drama work like that if you if you had a Christopher Reeve type. Not even just Christopher Reeve, but a, a someone like that instead of Arnold. And the second you get Arnold into it, it has to become, like, slicker but also dumber. 
like just more straightforward, like let's just get to it. That's not to say the film doesn't have things to enjoy about it. I think this is a really good ensemble cast. As long as you shut your brain off and, and like, yeah, this is going to be a big, dumb movie where Arnold is literally, like, this is the film. And the cast that, he, that Miguel is uh, refer, uh, referencing. Not you know, just Richard Dawson, but Marie Conchita Alonso, Yafakoto. Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura, exactly. Which, you, know, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, and every, and it works. It does work. I can't say that it doesn't work as a movie. And I think the, the pacing of this, like, it's there's a certain formula pacing to this movie, which is like, okay, set up. Action, set up action, you know, and then uh, getting to this point of where I'm going to take Richard Dawson and I'm going to give him what he deserves. I'm going to put him into in the, the thing yes, that he yeah. put me in and then and then set him off and then explodes. And everyone's like, and yeah. yeah. And then we literally end again. It's another movie that what, what's has the song? The How's the song go? With, 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 I don't even it's remember like, what it was, but it is like he grabs Maria Cachito and it is it ends, and it's like this is the ending of McBain. <laughs> she's in the bulletproof vest he's in the bulletproof vest she's got a submachine gun she's kind of like sassily has like around like one finger and like they kiss these people who met two days before and now they are just de- like I guess like we're going to have sex now right here right here you know what I mean uh, but I do it it's good stupid it is good and stupid. And that is, that is the, the tone but still the that stupidness, Arnold's career sets at this point. But see, the good, good stupidness stupid. is still means, like, it's still below a film like Total Recall, which is not stupid. Yeah. Or Terminator, like, which like, is not stupid. Like, some stupid scenes. I mean, like, I, I guess... I, and eyes popping out. And, yeah, but that I, that's different. That's also like a, a, a stylistic, a, a, a smart stylistic choice. Whereas this is just like, oh, hey, um, how are we going to write? Oh, hey, she's got the secret code thing or whatever. Um, where did Maria Conchita Alonso hide it? In her puss. Like, that's the, like, it's the only done for that joke. Where did you hide it? And it is, it is, it is considered a hit, and like you know, um, but twenty-seven million, by the way, like you, they they've upped the ante with his movies, and it makes thirty-eight point one, right? So I mean, it's not, it's not a, it's not a, it's it is a margin, but it's not. It has grown out of that group, mm -hmm. though. As I said, I think it is better appreciated because, like I said, there is some smartness to it. There is some like appreciation for its high concept. I, I think that it. Similar to something like RoboCop in that it was also doing the let's do the dystopian 15 minutes into the future thing with this very black comedy sort of sense. Like in the run, like let me put it this way, in which, John, true or false, um, uh, Climbing for Dollars, a TV show where someone is climbing up a rope as there are Doberman pinchers below them to get like a bag of money. Satire in The Running Man or RoboCop? RoboCop. Wrong. Running Man. But in your mind, that totally fits in with the vibe of RoboCop. I'd buy that for a dollar. You know, you know, it has that, it, it's doing its media, John can, can, can media. I also, can I also say that with the cast, okay, uh, Jim Brown as yes. Fireball. Jim Brown, yes, okay. Toro Tanaka. Mick Fleetwood as Mick. Dweezil Zappa. 
Yes. Okay. By the way, by the way, Mick Fleetwood is playing himself. He's playing a version of <laughs> Mick Fleetwood who becomes part of the Rebel Underground. I mean, I I don't know I don't know what to say about that. You know, like it's a weird. And of course, the biggest confluence is this is an Arnold Schwarzenegger film based on a Stephen King book directed by Startsky of Startsky and Hutch. Yes, yes, yes. Um. It's probably better than it deserves to be. It's still not good, but it goes down smooth. And it is the, and its slickness is its its selling point. It's definitely a movie, sorry, it's definitely a movie you put on in the background or like you just like. There's not a lot of, yeah, you don't have to follow the plot. Because really what it is, once they're in the game, it's just action till the end. And like Ed said, we are we also the simple fact that it's kind of based around a game also gives it a little more like ahead of the future kind of like where gaming was going to become Mm a big part of entertainment. Here is a movie that is like literally like, oh, hey, you're like it's like you're playing a game. Ironically, I want to say there only was one like game made of The Running Man, like maybe like two years later for like one of like the Atari systems or something like that. I kind of wonder why that that as a IP has not been mined more because you could definitely like you could do a show a, a streaming show you could do a video game you could do a reboot movie yeah, I, it lends that could itself be in Black Mirror you know? well yeah absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's the thing that see all of these elements are why this is the one you could do a better Twilight Zone version it is yeah. I, well I think that's the that's the um, the Stephen King portion of it where you know that. It does retain some of that, like, idea, the idea of our uneasiness about media and what it could do to society and how easily, like, it could desensitize us to first using fake violence and then how do we up that thrill? How do we up that new, you know, that new dopamine hit? We've got to make it real. And when, John, you know, you weren't even around, but when American Gladiators hit, there was some there. Yeah, uh, you weren't. I don't think you weren't. I don't think I you were. Watch it. You watched it, but I don't think you were around when it. Like I don't think you were. Premiered. Like when it first came out. I think it's a. You, you're like three or four years away from that. I think when it first showed up, there was some serious talk in the media because it evoked Running Man of like, are we? Wait, hold on. Is this? I know it's kind of fun. Like it, and and again, they shaved off all of the edges in American Gladiator. They kind of like. A kind of a fun. Yeah, I, remember, I, I remember like two people hanging on the monkey bars and like yeah, they were trying to like, yes, like pull each other grab, off, pull each other off with their legs. Well, I think right, the, con- not, the, the concept like- itself, I think it's you know because it's uh, it's look, it's still a hot concept if Edgar Wright is still planning on developing something with this, right? Right. Yeah. You know, but uh, but like what I'm trying to tell John is that like there was this sort of uneasiness when American Gladiators yeah, came out yeah, because yeah. they were kind of like, wait, are. Are, Are we, we getting now? to the point of gladiatorial combat and, then? Is and this today what we, is ripe, right? You know, today and, you is know, ripe, like especially have, with UFC. I mean, well, you know, then we have you know, UFC became a thing, but like you look at things like John bum fights, or um, like there are like proto small like underground fighting leagues. You can find them on YouTube. Guys having like street fights and things like that. It raised uh, like I do think there's a weird confluence of stuff that raises Running Man's. Like, it, like whatever its coolness quotient, it's it's cachet. Maybe higher. It's, it's cachet. I mean, it, it, higher. It has a higher cachet, maybe than it, it deserves to. On um, like, like on a, yeah. kind of a clean-eyed like the, look at it. Yeah, and here's a funny thing. I think the when, in terms of this kind of subgenre, right? You know, the 
the one the go to movie Stop. for you and I because we be, you know, because of how we became friends. Bloodsport, right? Which is you know the Kumote uh, prize fighting where no holds barred. People, you know, like people can die. Again, very similar to again. Also, again, very similar to gaming, where you know, there's no, no doubt that. No, but you know what? This actually is a direct line to. Sorry, this is like a direct line to that movie that came out a couple of years ago. It had Gerald uh, Butler in it. Gamer, yeah. Oh, that that's the name of it. And yeah, and a kid is controlling a prisoner. Uh, through the game. Okay, all right. Like if he wins, he wins oh, his there's freedom. no and there's and there's no doubt that you don't have that. that yeah, you don't have that that that, 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 that running man. Like I said, it has a higher like because it's a high concept. The concept was great, but the execution execution is a little iffy. The and then on top cool. of it, it it insists on being an Arnold movie. Like more mm-hmm. like honestly, Ed, if you like, just compare this to Commando. Commando is chock full of one liners, right? I think easily Running Man has twice the run li- the one liners <laughs> of Commando. That is, uh, I said I created the college industry of one liners. You know, you and know what I mean. I'll be back, and I'll be back, and I'll be back. And well, we get to that point where where he has already he's such a known quantity that we're gonna we're gonna parody mm-hmm. that moment. We know he says I'll be back now, and so we're gonna get no less of a of, of, a, of a, a you know his co star in the film to like only in a rerun. And by the way, I will note this. That's one of the few times Arnold ever gets pushed back from another character during one of his like one-liner things. And it's Richard Effing Dawson. <laughs> you know, he's like, I'll be back. It's like, only in a rerun. And like, oh, okay. Now, I'll give this uh, movie, uh, look, any movie that that takes what you what we initially think of as the antagonist, yeah, Picado, right? And flips it, and and then at the by, by the by the time because the Yapakota eats it, right? he becomes he becomes he's he's and my Chewbacca, go, he's my Chewbacca. <laughs> so, but that's the thing, Chewbacca he's, he's dies. My, he's Chewbacca in this dies, movie, and, and you and got, you go, I've got extra added motivation. This is the Yapakado. you know. Yafet tells me he doesn't want to be the only other asshole in heaven, <laughs> and it gets to you. You cry. What what is his what was his dying words? That's what he says. He I, says I just don't want to be the only asshole be in heaven. <laughs> You know, in the middle, like, I, it touches on so many, like, the other thing about Running Man is, is that it does touch on a lot of pop culture things that you go, yeah, a movie with a mixture of those things is going to already be appealing to, like, my inner 12-year-old. You know, you've got the sci-fi dystopia part. You've got, you know, a super manly man leading man in, in Arnold. But then you do have the sort of, like, pro-wrestling gladiatorial combat part. That literally, because which, ma- you know, which, which makes it, which, and which also has that pro wrestling mm. aspect to it, right? Jesse Ventura. Literally having Jesse the body in it as a character who, um, you know, has that whole like subplot of like, oh, Captain Freedom is kind of like over the hill, uh, but he has naive ideas about the code of the gladiator. Like, there's a lot of shit going on in this movie. I still do think that it's it's too schlocky for it. It doesn't rise above that and stays firmly in exploitative mode. Um, what what uh, do you what do you say, Ed? I don't know what to think. If uh, do you know how um, uh, Tom Petty was the president in the, in. In the in the uh, no, he wasn't the president in the postman. He's just like dude. He's just a dude. He's in the just postman, a dude. <laughs> but he's Tom Petty here. Mick Fleetwood plays himself. Yeah. 
head of the resistance. Yeah, you know, with, with, I don't know with, with think, Weasel Zappa know? as the as you know as as his right hand <laughs> lieutenant. Uh, it, it, like, it, it is. It, I like almost said, want to be a part of that future. Going no. <laughs> Look, the best part about that future is Marita Conchita, is Marita Conchita Alonzo. Who? Okay. All right. This will be, I think, the last thing. Here's another reason why you know there's some weird sexual dynamic power stuff in this movie. I'm not going to get into all of it, but like, John, there is a scene where Maria Conchita Alonso, where he had uh, kidnapped her for a short period of time to like use her identification under things She's to, bound. to get around there, right? So he escapes from her. Um, basically, she turns him in, and that's how the cops grab him. So he's being like. Brought that's a couple of days earlier. He's being brought through the halls of the network, right? Just so happens, you know, he's in chains and he passes her and she's with her girlfriend. And the girlfriend is like, So that's Richards? Like, she's smoking, she's smoking this black cigarello and she's all like, She's super horny. She's like, So that's Richards. Oh my God. Imagine what he would have done. He could have. He could have killed you. He could have raped you, <laughs> then killed you. <laughs> or then killed you, then raped you. <laughs> and I'm going like, what? What? And like, she is way into the idea of either of those outcomes. She's cool if like, it's cool if you rape me and then kill me. But you know what? Honestly, you could kill me and then rape me on me just as good with it. <laughs> and it's that sort of writing that keeps this movie... At the level now, that I, it is. I've never read the Richard Bachman story, right? You know, but I guess like the, you know, that's the, the whole crux of the, of, of the thing, I which is like class, it's dystopia, it's dystopic, cla uh, um, class inequality, that whole thing. Because, yeah, it's definitely right. going more into the post-apocalyptic like fear. And I probably fits a lot into that like late 70s, early 80s. Mm. Like American sci-fi dystopia yeah. stuff that was produced, you know, a boy and his dog. You know, even non-American stuff like Mad Max is you, you know. Uh, but yeah, this, the best of these, very slick, a lot of fun, great. I mean, like, look, it, just on the lizard brain, a lot of great kills in this movie. Um, but I, it is not as smart as it thinks it is. And as slick as it is, it probably could have done with a bigger budget. And I have to really. It, is, it, it was dumbed down. The concept was dumbed down. And almost, and but see, almost you almost have to, once again, the second you make it Arnold, it's like, I don't think people are coming to see this to, for having some sort of deep philosophical discussion about fascism no in the future. No. Yeah, exactly. It's like, we just want to see crazy, we want to see Arnold fight pro wrestler style gladiators. And I'm kind of resentful. And it does that. You I'm, know what? Again, I'm, I'm damning it with faint praise because I don't think it's as good as it thinks it is. But it is, I, it's it's dumb, stupid fun. I, I'm really resentful how you started out discussing this movie. It's like, no, this is one of your favorites. I'm like, when did I ever say that, dude? I never said it was one of Maybe my favorites. Once, once again, Ed, you're, oh, you're always like, hey, Christmas tree. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's one of my favorites. How is that? But that's the, the Ed. I, look, I do that I because my- I know why that's a go-to, because it's not even one of the better, because, like, Look, my, my, my best friend for all these years, like, every time- uh, someone hints a drop of like Running Man. He would always say, Ian would always say, "Hey, Christmas tree, sub zero, now zero. That was all. If I call him right now and I said, "Hey, what's that line from Running Man?" Ian, he would go, "Hey, Christmas tree," and he would hang up the phone on me. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, 
Well, uh, I, I have nothing more to say about uh, about the Running Man. Uh, we're gonna have some more words from friends, and when we come back, we'll be ending it out with Red Heat. Freddy's Bar, a Brooklyn local institution located at 652 Fifth Avenue, Park Slope, Brooklyn. If you're thirsty and if you're looking to support local artists and musicians, come on over to Freddy's or check them out at freddysbar.com. Now, Johnny, you and I, we've played gigs there, right? Yeah. And they've got a whole back room full of live entertainment. So after a long week at working from home during these times, close up come hang out with your buddies at Freddy's Bar. That's freddysbar.com. And now that we're back, uh, I just want to say that if you are trying to figure out what is the sound, it's the sound of the coffee maker. And I just, uh, the best part of waking up is full juice in your cup. Did you, do you remember those commercials with the couple? Will they or this won't is, they? Yeah. If she comes in, I think it was the, you know, like the International House of Coffee. We, we went to that, Edward, remember that summer in Paris? What was the name of that waiter? Jean-Luc. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, enough Actually, of... Actually, uh, fun fact, <clears throat> um, I mean, you know my grandma. Uh, yeah. Her first job when she got, when she came to America was at Chock Full of Nuts. Oh, okay. And they used to have, um, like, Starbucks, like uh, little roasteries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cafes. Yeah. Hey, did you, you meet Donald? She, was, she met Arnold. That'd be uh, good. That'd be a good way to tie it in. This is why I'm actually so. Well, that's my grandmother. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> why are you? What you're trying so to you're say, say is, so your, your, is your, your grandmother, your so grandmother what gets around. Is what you you're know. saying. I can understand. <laughs> yeah. So well, he, 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 he is. Mr. Universe. Throw, throw, throw a number my way. Oh, people, by the way, uh, just just to drop. Um, Give me the one man that can get away with affairs because he's just so amazing. Just, <laughs> just to drop some, since we're, we're on Arnold's exploitation here, uh, Conan O'Brien on this podcast, he's been oh, doing yeah, the he's whole. He's been doing like Hans and Franz. Um, they're doing the script that they wrote for the Hans and Franz movie, and, and they've been doing a reading for it in yeah. multiple parts. With, yeah. with uh, Dana Carvey, Kevin Nealon, and Smigel's doing, doing the Arnold, doing the Arnold part. Yes, yes, yes. I love it, but how how long is he going to do that shtick, though, Conan O'Brien? What, the podcast? The, no, but he's been doing the Arnold bit for like... Because it's now it's a yeah, bit. It's a bit. Know? Literally 30 years. Yeah, and look, but, again, Arnold is not going away. He's just he's now <laughs> a part of Netflix, of all, pe- of all things, right? So... Yeah, you know, like I'm pretty sure we'll see him as a uh, as a uh, a deity, a deity in the future. A a, a grand, he's gonna a be the he's gonna be the Buddha. He's gonna know? be a hologram. Like sure, Lord, you know yeah. those so. you know those who have done the least to my brothers have done to me. He's had a lot of heart problems though, guys. <laughs> sure. I'm Jesus. Sure, you know? he has it. Yeah, um, he's had a lot I'm the savior. I'm the risen so. savior. Uh, and who knows? At any moment, you know, yeah, and who knows what that may be for the future? Yeah. Um, but we're talking about the past here today, and 1988 uh, to be specific. We're going f- our final round of Arnold exploitation because we're in Cold War territory. We're deep into the Cold War territory, and we get to Red Heat. Um, probably the probably the best made film on this list in the sense of just no oh, in oh, pure oh, filmmaking, oh, okay, right? Oh, oh, okay, okay. Because it has, oh. it does, it does have one of the things I always said about Arnold that he finds the right people to work with, and this is Walter he also Hill. Has a pretty big co-star in this movie. Yes. Well, we'll, well get to that. 
He's pretty big. Uh, no, no, he's not. No, Jim yeah. Belushi has <laughs> never been a giant star. He never will be a giant star. He's he's just there. Wow, the contempt in that. I'm just saying the contempt. No, he's also a prototype. Uh, what's his face? Uh, okay. He's kind of prototype, right? No, yeah. it just it just goes into the same sort of like we're gonna cast Arnold. I'm a fat how do we? Guy, how do we? Comedian, right. We gotta we gotta cast opposite. Okay, Arnold. listen, John. If you're gonna talk, uh, come come by with your mic here. Okay. Right, okay. Anyway, okay. But all right. Sorry. Here we have Red Heat, and Arnold is once more like I have to work with a quality person, and. I do think that Walter Hill <clears throat> involvement is a big part of this movie. I think it's why what works works. I also think why what doesn't doesn't for work. For those of you who don't know Walter Hill, the driver, the Warriors, Southern Comfort, 48 hours, another 48 hours, Streets of Fire. Like you get it, right? It's it's And a guy hours. and by the way, a guy who is all of those films very much mm. can be said to be elevated exploitation works. Mm. 100%. And we're also talking about a guy who has is groundbreaking. Again, you do not get, you know, lethal weapon if you don't have 48 hours. And they they've managed to basically tell Arnold you're going to be a Soviet policeman and it's going to be a buddy cop movie. And uh, not like look, you're right, you're right. I've always said no, Arnold is showing even though he doesn't really talk that much, honestly, but He's he does have range in this. So he's doing he's doing Russian lines. Even yeah, even even though it's like we're we, it's like oh Ar oh Arnold's playing a Russian guy. I guess he's just gonna do like his own voice. No, there's a difference between Arnold in his natural mm. accent and what he's doing in this part as Danko in Red Heat, and it's a good looking movie like the sets the the costuming the on the location design, stuff location there's no stuff. denying the on location stuff in 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 red square in the actual russian in, in moscow yeah. yeah you know he's got the he had help of the actual russian police and mm -hmm. doing all this stuff and so there is this good um base to everything but unfortunately it all it, it does have the problems of one being it doesn't know I what it wants to be. It doesn't know. It's a very all over the map kind of film, despite Walter Hill, you know, at the helm of it. And you've got Arnold. It wants to be a big, loud action movie. But then you've got, oh, it wants fish out of water comedy stuff as well. And um, uh, I, I don't know. how. What do you even describe Belushi's Look, character in this movie? This like, like sad sack asshole humor as well i it's i've i don't think i've ever seen red heat with adult eyes like i'm sure i've tried renting it right but the only thing and i told you like when and and in my watch and in our watch was i only remember the trailer which is like you know it's like uh the chicago police officer never relinquishes his weapon you know right here <laughs> here you go well yeah you know, that's the only thing i, I remember lost, i lost money on i Hagler. lost money on Hagler, right that trailer will i will always remember um, but like it's the movie itself, not the so setup much. is good. The beginning is fine. As like, here's what the movie is, and then it kind of meanders Talk all its middle. <laughs> what was that? What? Talk what? about as you mentioned the uh, gay scenes. Okay, you're gonna have to get on on mic. As you mentioned earlier, gay scenes with Arnold, where he's at like the bathhouse. Thank you for remembering <laughs> that. And he's like, fighting in the snow. Like these big men, they're just like having a great time. 
it is, it is it, clearly Eastern Promises like stole that scene where he walks in, right? You know, he walks in. He walks. Well, in. that is, tr it's trying to be exotic, and that's the same exact scene that uh, Terminator Two lifts, where he walks into the biker bar all naked, right? And people want to see my body, but you see, that's and the thing. He fights naked, but that's the thing. The, yeah, the shot. Sure. Now here's the thing. Sure. That scene where he walks into the bathhouse, right? It's kind of there's, there's really it's actually well made well but shot. But it doesn't fit the sort of more grounded crime thriller thing it wants nope. to be later on, right? Right, and then also <clears throat> pops in weird over the top action scenes in it as well. So it doesn't like scenes like him doing chicken with hey the bus. Guys, you can look, but you can't touch. <laughs> <laughs> there's like that that there's that that's just reminding me that. Uh, that uh, uh, what's her face is in this? Not uh, Linda Fiorentino, but um, um, your your gal uh, Gina Gershon. Gina Gershon is in this, and she's just who, by the way, so hot, so yeah, amazing. But not, they, they, they do nothing with the character. She does, yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing. And that's the other part. It just sort of peters out. It's like there are all these elements. There are these story points. This type of character is in this story. This is the type of plot. These are the plot points. But it never really gels. Hey, so what do you do when you're sad? What do you do? When what do, what do Russians do? Vodka. Vodka. <laughs> how, how, do, how do you Russians deal with the stress? Vodka. <laughs> um, and then there is also, I'm just going to say it, there are some very weird racial issues in this movie. Oh, with the, uh, the, the, the Jamaican mob? Well, I mean, like, literally, like, dances. I don't know what's going on, what you sort of... Gauge. Well, first you have like uh, they're called the the napheads. They're or, called the napheads. <laughs> aren't what are they called? The the the, the clean heads. The, the clean heads, right? Uh, local street gang. Yeah, I don't even know what they're called. I forget. They might. What well, they might as well have just been called the N word, John. Just call them the N word gang, because that's kind of like the uh, the position in the film. And there's some stuff. There's one scene I did really <laughs> like. Um, where you get this whole sense of like, okay, Arnold's character comes from a place where justice is way more brutal and way more like, like there are no, he makes a speech. It's like the Chinese, they, you know, they get, they, they, they yeah, they were, they've solved this issue. They, they, they just kill this, everybody. They just take him out to the, to the public square and they just execute Right. Them. So he says like, he gets, so there's this one point where Problem he's, solved. he's got to get some information from the head of the gang who's in prison and the, and he's like. Oh well, in my country, you know, we you just wake up one day and your eyes would be next to you in your bed, and then the dude who's black takes off his sunglasses. He's running the whole show. He's the head of the gang prison. He takes off the glasses, and you see he's blind. And he's like, "There's nothing you can do to, you know. Do you think you can intimidate me, white boy, from another country?" The feel of what that scene is should have been more of the tone of the film as a whole. Um, and then again, I think it's an interesting scene to myself because you come in there going like, Arnold, it's Arnold. He's intimidating and he can intimidate this character. And then they who is, who is who is a symptom of the wider issues in America's war on drugs and crime. And somehow the so decision forth. to go, oh, we're going to pair, we're going to, because it's 48 hours, but it's an Arnold movie. Right. We're going to pair him up with someone from SNL. 
and Jim totally Belushi. get the ad impulse. That yes. impulse makes sense. Be- but yeah. but you doesn't but, we always have Axel and. But yeah, a straight Eddie, someone. Well, Eddie I Murphy, then you got I also uh, think that it, the simple fact that they decided to make Arnold a Russian you cop. Jo- you got Joe Pesci right, and they, Mel Gibson. Right, but they tried to make him a Russian cop. So immediately they're like, well, and already it's Arnold playing a Russian. Where's the play? Like, where's the Beverly Hills cop of this going to come this is, from? And this is the issue. Like, like, and like, so they're like, oh, they do bring. They don't know Jack, what to. Jackie Chan and uh, what's his face, Chris. Uh, right. right. So you've got. So in other words, they buddy, the Arnold. Buddy Arnold is the Jackie Chan. You who's the tick, the Chris Tucker here? And the and Jim, that's Jim Belushi. The they problem. have no idea what they want to do with Jim Belushi because is he like on the one hand he's he's pulling like I'm a serious cop. With serious issues, and I'm, um, you know, like the whole the whole precinct scene where uh, the the chief is yelling at me. His for, first action scene where he has that he has this the shootout, yeah. in the hospital uh-huh. and the running is very very intense. But like you said, what is this character? Is he just oh, the, is it? They're oh, not taking this seriously. The chief, so is, they said uh, the chief has got issues with you. He's mad at you again, you know. And uh, it's like, and you know what? Um, and Oh, by the way, the chief, played by Peter Boyle. Peter Boyle, Frankenstein. All right, yeah, himself. I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't get to, to finish some okay, of the stuff I right. was talking about here, though. Okay, so like I said, you've got the the you've got this racial stuff with the gang that is like nowadays is like this is this is treading on some the borders of some stuff here, and then mm. you've got Lawrence Fishburne in this movie as well. Yes, who, yeah, he's who, he's he plays this like. Straight up to the book, by the book cop. But he's also <clears> like <throat> a Malcolm X clone he's got in the how his visual glasses. is. And he's always on Belushi's neck. You know, it's like, you're an at, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but it's like, and yet, mm-hmm. yeah, Belushi is a fuck up. Like, it's like, yeah. it's hard to, when the character actually is a near-do-well, like, <clears> asshole, <throat> you're kind of like, yeah, I hope someone is, get, like, reaming out. So it's like, I don't know what his, and the fact that he's a black character Given this, like again, Malcolm X kind of like look, who is a who is an impediment to our heroes. It's it's everything is handled very very. You can't just go around blowing everything up. And I think that the other problem, like you said, this also goes to what are they doing with Belushi's character? Because <clears throat> I think the problem is Belushi, and that you don't. If he is Belu, if they are truly having him there as Belushi, then he should just be a fuck up schlob, right? But then they want you to also buy that. Oh, he's really a really good cop and he's tough and everything. It should have been not Belushi, and I think that the two choices. And I sound like a broken record when I say this. I think the better choices would have been this either is where you, you put Bruce Willis in. This is, is where you put your <clears throat> no Eddie. The, or Eddie, right? Because it's forty eight hours, right? You, you get well Scott already got Walter Hill. If it had been. <clears throat> Hey Eddie, we want you in this. We we want you in this Schwarzenegger movie. Only you're the Nick Nolte guy. It would make more sense of because of the whole racial thing that you're bringing. And up, that right? stuff, yeah. And it also like look, no matter how whatever, however funny a guy Jim Belushi is, he's not in Eddie's league. You have Eddie on set. You have Eddie on set with Arnold. You're gonna get fireworks. Like those two guys are gonna deliver something funny. And instead, Belushi is there, and it's like he's trying, but he just he doesn't have the juice. Um, quick rundown of the plot: 
you know, um, basically there's a Russian bad guy out there who, uh, who's who's doing drug uh, drug trades front with with Americans. <clears throat> Jamaican Jamaican gangsters they're involved somehow, right? And of course, Ivan Danko has to find his man. And you hear me snoring over here, Ed, right? Because that's the problem. Yeah, like you. Once you you start off the movie, it's a very like simple, but then it gets. Jamaican mafia sounds intriguing. uh, Are they Jamaican? I don't even remember if they're Jamaican. I know that there's a it's a black gang. It's a black gang, and he's a Russian. He's a Georgian in Russia, who is importing, and that's one of the things about this film that it's trying to be cutting edges. It's during the period of Glasnost. It's made. They, the Soviets allowed an American production company to come into, you know, Moscow to make the <clears throat> Moscow portions of, of, of the film. And it is like, it's an interesting, uh, like that they allowed it and you see what's written in the script. These were the, 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 <clears throat> the sense of, at the time, even though Glasnost, Perestroika, all that was having dividends, Russia was like, wait a minute, like we're opening our borders up more. And what's one of the things those, those open borders are bringing, giving us? drugs but because we have to pretend that the communist system is fucking perfect and there's nothing ever going wrong around here we can't really let the outside world know that we even have a drug problem so that like there are interesting things in the script that reflected real world stuff but everything else and, like, and, and, and again, it, boggles, it bogs down in the middle once we get to chicago and we get into the whole like it becomes this convoluted like someone's got the key and the money's in a locker and the da, 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 and you kind of lose the like forward momentum of there are a lot of nuggets the there are a lot of, a lot of nuggets that could have been you know that could have given you a really good movie but at the same time it's like no it's all over the place G- the idea like, of, like bring up Gina, Gina Gershon right you yeah know? right I'm I'm the bad guy's like anchor wife. Who married him for whatever, like, and it's like only okay. to get sh- to to just die, like f- right, 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 right. There. You don't really have a connection with her per se. Um, you even get to the whole like it could be interesting to be like here is a Russian working a case in the United States that he doesn't want that he's been told don't let the Americans know what this is about exactly. Just bring this guy in so we don't have to have we're not embarrassed we got drugs in our country. And you could have done a very interesting movie of Arnold's investigating a thing and then an American cop is trailing him, you know, so on and so forth. Show the differences. Maybe show – you don't team them up immediately. Have them, hey, here's this American cop. He's working this case from this end. This is how he gets things done. Here's this Russian cop working in the United States. He's working the same case. He's doing it differently. Here's how he's getting it. And then bring them together to work the case so, it's not in, in forty eight hours. Like there are those scenes where it's like it's it teeters on drama and comedy. Yeah, right. right because, yeah, well, and like, here they try to do something similar, which is like you know, okay, it's Danico and, and Belushi. They're trying to convince Gina Gershon. No, you know what? You know, like like um, we will protect you. We'll provide protection. You want and, to see a turtle penis? <laughs> That's in, you know that's not. That's in Beverly Hills. You know what? That's. <laughs> I applaud you because it's not quite a monkey wrench, is it? Now it's actually a very, very good. good. But but it's like next level. That but see that's the thing. It this is where again you needed someone like because this film has the hallmarks I said of 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 
Arnold growing and like again he I want to work with a, a mm-hmm. Walter Hill. I want this to be a big production that where we're hey we're gonna film on location in Moscow. But it is missing. I need like that X factor, and I think the X factor would have been replacing Belushi with someone else and maybe punching up that script just a little more. Or just the simple fact that if you didn't have Belushi, if you had another voice to write for, that may have brought the script to, to, to life. I, I wonder if, uh, because 48 Hours is a hit, right, you know, and like a lot of, like you know, it, it always ends with like big car chase. Here it's a, we're going to take a bus. We have the bus. Yeah. Well, and, this and goes we to the Walter Hill. Chase. Here's the Walter Hillness of it all. There is no doubt that, like I said, I said, this is a good looking movie. Like it looks like a oh, great yeah. gritty crime 80s film. And Walter Hill is by any, he is a guy that elevates exploitation material. You just go down the list of his filmography. Here. For whatever reason, for me, and I think the fact that it's it's both its box office and its placement in the Arnold, you know, you know, film library as it's such such as it is, it falls flat for whatever reason. It just falls flat. It should work. You want it to work. Belushi, you like I, yeah, everyone I mean, in it. You I mean, again, even me shitting on Belushi. You you oh yeah, he could be funny with uh, no, but that's a thing. But it's it a, just doesn't pay off to what it should. I don't know any – the thought of someone saying, Belushi's going to sell this movie. <laughs> right. You know? You're going to be – your ass like, is going to be in that seat because – First off, this is not John. This yeah, is Jim, right? This is Jim Belushi, right, okay? yeah. And, uh, you know, already like that, like that sort of, you know, that, that argument. coasting on the fumes of another celebrity. Not even this one. This isn't even like Jim Belushi used to be the shit, yeah. but now he's kind of slumming it. No, that says like, come back. Look, look, look. I think Jim, Jim Belushi only has a job because his brother was John look, Belushi. Jim Belushi, like he's had some funny moments on SNL. And I, to this day, I still remember some of them, you know. You're, you're but, all about the coach. Uh, um, uh, and you're all about the uh, Superman uh, when he plays Superman Richard, Donner. Richard Donner. But there's also like you hit that flash dance scene. You're right, you know, with the true we dance, right? But whatever the case is, you know, Jim, he's had his own career. God bless him, right? He's had his own. He's made his. He's made his money. He's pretty. I'm pretty sure he's pretty pretty okay. Yeah, he's doing all right. according to Jim, was according on for Jim. like seven years. For like seven years, I'm sure. And you know, uh, he's he's probably still getting a check because it's being shown in Czechoslovakia or something. Yeah. So sorry, but, the Czech Republic. <laughs> but again, like you look, you look at that poster. This poster where it's like side by side Arnold and Jim. Imagine how much how different of a movie would have been if it's like I don't know Eddie Murphy or. Again, Bruce, you're Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Willis, right? you know, something like that. So, if you could see different. that with a Bruce Willis at that time, sure, well, his, you know, his, we his, ended up like owning like Planet Hollywood together, and then and it would make sense. Or hell, Ed, let's let's go really you far. Go put some let's go even it? farther. Let's say they decide this is the Arnold Sly movie. Of course, it would be this is the Arnold Sly movie. Arnold, because of his <laughs> accent, we got to come up with some bullshit reason why. He has the accent. Oh, hey, he's a Russian. He's a Russian cop. Okay, great. Um, Stallone is a tough as nails. Uh, you know, uh, Chicago police you know, detective. You know, chief. You know, chief. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't know how. You look a lot like Marvin Hagler. <laughs> I lost million Hagler. <laughs> you just elevated it. You just elevated the material. <laughs> Kudos. They broke the code. They broke the code. Uh, 
I don't have anything more to say on this. Uh, you like as a no weird, one has anything to say about, um, about this movie. But I think it is. I do think it's the most um, the the best example of the sort of Arnold exploitation era where. There are a lot of elements to make this work better than it should. And it's not that Arnold is above or can't do exploitation. It's just that these films are interesting. Even though they're watchable, they're kind of failures. They don't work as well as what later. But they're important because I think they taught him what Arnold Incorporated should be, what sort of product it should put out. Mm. And, it, you know, it's like, okay, well, I got to work with good directors. These scripts, these high concept things work better for me. And then, okay, so. You know, so notice he doesn't do a lot. Notice these films, Arnold, when people think of Arnold, they don't think of him playing a cop. For the most part, outside of Kindergarten Cop as the, one of those, like, a big ahead of his, you don't think he's a military action whatever guy. Right. He can be a sci-fi guy. He can be a, he can be a robot. But and, the second it's like. Yes, hello, I'm small town chef, you know, you know, John, John Kaminsky. And this is the thing about... You're like, no, the, no, you're the, not. Did you're, you, the interesting thing about 1988, right? The other movie that gets released is Twins, which is a massive, massive hit. Right? And look, we're, I'm just going to get really brief on Twins. It's not a good movie if you watch it. <laughs> It's not a good movie at all. Ed, Ed has this 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 terrible twins axe to grind. He feels that it has robbed him of something. Like, yeah, because like, because that's ninety you know, minutes I could have. I'm going back. through. Look, I'm going through this core. You know, pre um, T two Arnold that that we that we're very familiar with at this point. And then he does twins, which look it has its charm, right? You know, Danny. Arnold, what's not to like, you know? And then, of course, it's like, you mess with me, you mess with my whole family. I, I'll remember that yes. trailer and whatever, and, you know, it's... But you... you, you and, it's, and it's directed by... By, by Ivan Reitman. By Ivan Reitman. And here's, here's what I'm going to say about Twins, and I've told you this before. I feel that Twins, because it's got that, it's got Arnold, it's got Danny, it's got Ivan Reitman, and you look at Ivan Reitman's films and the sort of, like... The genealogy. That stuff can be traced its way back to Animal House, Stripes. With Jim Belushi. John Belushi. Oh. (laughs) That's okay. Um, And the thing about those is Stripes, up until like Ghostbusters, also part of that DNA, is... Ghostbusters is that film that Ivan Reitman made from that sort of group where we forget that it's really, again, people forget ghost blowjobs. <laughs> ghost blowjobs are a part of the first <laughs> Ghostbusters film. It's a great movie for the kids. We took the kids to see Ghostbusters. And what about, and how did you talk to them about the, the ghost blowjobs? We did a show on that. I'm going to have to tell you. <laughs> yeah, when a ghost loves. Grandma <laughs> right, so like those films are have a stronger, raunchier, not mainstream kind of like appeal of, of that's in their building blocks. I think that Twins probably was originally conceived of originally as a lot more raunchier, but by the time it c- comes out and actually gets made, I think that Arnold is already like. Let's not get too raunchy. I don't want, you know, I want, I want the, I want this to be a big hit. I want and you know what? And, and people it pays to bring off. their families. The the four quadrants. 
it does, but for, it, not it for you. Off. You feel no, no, no. that the film doesn't but, work. Look, again, but I, it's not like I don't love the film, right? I mean, it's not a great movie, but but you can't, I can't help but say like it's 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 those charming. two guys and that has a charm. Yeah. There's a uh, charm. It a, budget eighteen million dollars. It makes two hundred sixteen point six wow. in nine in eighty eight. That's that's a lot of money, right? So and and, and, look, opened, and, it, and opened up his career. Now he could also, do so many other different things. And he doesn't do like he does other movies with with Danny like down the line. He has uh, uh, Junior, Junior, right? He does. He does again. He does your your last action heroes. Yeah. Um, he jingle all the way. You know. Um, Sinbad. You know he he but, eventually starts doing more. He's he's again. This is straight cop. up. This is straight up comedy. Here's the thing. He's he's charming and he's he's funny. While being charming, he's funny. While being like, oh shucks, and and uh, meanwhile, like you know, Kelly Preston is just a sex bomb waiting yeah, to just, be taken. Yeah, they have. By the way, this movie, they don't know what to do with her whatsoever. You know, um, Danny. However, he's he's got he's doing his Danny thing. Well, personally, honestly, I think if you were to take, I, I, if I would take out all of the girlfriend stuff, I don't think the movie needed it. If it had just been like, just hey, Danny. And we're just going to get funny stuff between Danny and Arnold in this weird, you know, fish out of water, odd couple situation. I get it, Ed. I get it. It's not, it's not the great. It, it, and like I said, it could be better. I think if it had gone raunchier, if it had gone more oh, like that's the other part is it wants to be both really sentimental and endearing while also ha- like I said, yeah. Arnold, I'm going to leave the island and I'm going to use a rowboat and I'm going to row from, from here, which looks like the Pacific Ocean all the way to Los Angeles, I think, you know, something like that. Like, it has those moments which are, you know, it's like, okay, it be a silly, raunchy comedy, but then it also really wants to tug at your heartstrings. And it's also like an att- a, a really always good, a hard thing to It's to, also to a very good attempt at turning the Schwarzenegger machine on its, on, on its, on its head, right? You know, which is like, He's not. He's not shooting anyone. Uh, he's not he's beating playing anyone, the doofus. Right? He's playing the the naive, the, the, now, the, the naive said, guy. Yes, they decided we're gonna we're gonna train. He's we're gonna say that he's he left the island, but before that he was trained in not martial just, arts, not just educated, super educated, and and super smart. But he's also trained in martial like arts, gymnasts, you know that you sort know? of stuff, and, and also and also enlightened, right? Because he says. I don't like violence. I don't you like know, violence. I don't like violence. You please know, please do this, please. So, it's like uh, you're, gra- you're, you're um, observing your aggressive behavior, and he's giving this whole lecture thing, and so it's, it's, it's under again, and it's charming. It's it it. There's stuff in it that works, but it's not like, but like this is the thing. In order for him to, he had to break out of doing the commandos and the running mans mm-hmm. and the other. He had to break out both comedy he had to elevate his his blockbuster action films what they were going to be and that's why we eventually start getting you know it's like okay i'll go back to terminator 2 i will i you know predator i you know total recall it's a, a after this sort of like shaky bit of a start that while well establishes like i said from essentially 1982 on yeah, on, from nineteen eighty two to about nineteen ninety five, ninety six, there was an Arnold movie in theaters at least once or twice a year for that for that period of time. Yeah. And early on, like I said, it established them really because it's just like 
If you didn't like this movie, don't worry. Arnold's got another <laughs> yeah, one coming out next year, out. Yeah. and it'll probably appeal to you. <laughs> and that established him, but he had to break out of what those films were in order to make both the kindergarten cops and the and the last action heroes, but also, yes, the total recalls, you know, and and the true lies. You know, eh, yes, and, and eventually, oh again, eventually, and, like, and you know, you know, to wrap up the general, you know, because you know, all of this is really what we're talking about is Arnold, this strange mixture of charismas, where I'm not going to ever say Arnold's the greatest actor, but I'm also never going to say that he's a bad actor. If you want to talk about someone who absolutely delivers on both. More than what it, more than what's needed in terms of dialogue, but also his phys- like it's not just because he was a you know a professional bodybuilder. I'm going builder. to elevate something like the room, which is like you know I did not kill, and I didn't, I did not hit her, I did not. Well, okay, all right. Let me put it, let me put it to you this oh, hi, way. Mark. Okay, let, let, let me put it to you this way, guys. Um, John, you you see, you seem to have a, a soft spot for Predator. If you really think about Predator. You could turn the volume of that movie completely off and just watch it, not hear any of the dialogue. And from Arnold's everything, you would get that story. His facial expressions, but his you wouldn't want to do that because you'd miss out. And I really, I'm being really earnest yeah. when I say this, which is like, you Some know, there's great one liners and dialogue in that film. What's the matter? The CIA got you pushing too many pushing pencils. Many pencils like, you know, that is a great line, you know. You, push, you set us up. <laughs> it's all bullshit. The cabinet ministers, the whole deal. <laughs> so he cooked up a story and, and dropped the six of us in the meat grinder. <laughs> what happened to you, Dylan? Used to be someone I could trust. <laughs> uh, and yes, and that's the thing. Eventually, he starts seeing what is successful, and it isn't just slumming in whatever shit they're going to throw your way. It is good people, and I also want to have my input into what these films are. And that also means he has to have that confidence that I don't think necessarily early on automatically transferred over from his Mr. Olympia days. I could see him definitely in a film like Raw Deal or any of those other films being a guy who's probably... Not taken that seriously by the directors or other people. I have They're to just say like, that you know he's yeah, okay. Just do this line. He's like got it's timing. He's got comic timing. Aside from just yeah. like not not being, he's not a bad actor either. But he's got comic co- comic timing, right? And I'm I'm going to uh, look. Uh, Junior is another movie that I don't think I've ever sat and watched the whole thing. You know. Um, I because I don't think I, I don't think I need to watch it's it either. The le- honestly, right? it it's is the lesser. The, it's the lesser of those. But two. there's a scene where he's like, where he tells Danny DeVito, like, lesser than twins. Look at like my skin is so soft, you know. Like it's there's, <laughs> you, look, you're laughing. It, it's, it's a funny, funny scene, right? It's, and that's the thing about Arnold is that he is not an not a great performer actor. He's never going to disappear mm. into a role. He is much closer to your Clint Eastwoods or your John Waynes, where it's like you kind of always playing a version of yourself. But what makes those guys legends and what makes Arnold legends is they know how to they know how to leverage that to the hilt, to the maximum, and to the best effect. And these exploitation, these Arnold ex- ex- exploitive film era that he was in, this was the training wheels mm. that you needed so that eventually uh he can have the confidence to be on the set of like a predator and say like to you know, like this guy wants my input. I'm going to give him my input. And here are the changes I think should happen in the film. And as I always like to point out, Arnold's the guy that's all like, no, we shouldn't have a sex scene in this film. 
You know, even though you would think that that would play to a movie star's ego, he's like, no time for love, Dr. Jones. Like, we're in the, getting hunted by the predator. Mm-hmm. I got time to have sex over in the corner with some girl. And then he's also the yeah. one who's like, oh, do oh my character beats up the predator like hand to hand? No. The predator should beat me like a government mule. Like, I should eke this win out by the skin of my teeth. Even though I'm Arnold and I'm huge and I'm massive and, like, and, the, and the audience is expecting it, that also goes to things like <laughs> casting a guy like Kevin Peter Hall. Like going like, no, I think it. I'm a big dude. Let's make my opponent so physically even more overwhelming for me. So that, yeah, you buy. Oh, this alien's beating the crap out of Arnold? You're like, yeah, he's an alien and he's like seven feet tall. Yeah, okay, I'll buy. I totally buy him beating the crap out of Arnold. And he's got alien technology so Arnold puts more thought and effort into his product and it gets more refined. The beginning is this exploitation era that is still watchable. All of these movies are still like, put them on, shut off your brain, and you'll have a good time. And now, unfortunately, like to to the to what end, of course, you know, like is the ultimate, you know, question that we ask. And it's like, so what is he doing now? He's look, look he's he's had an attempt on doing more serious roles like that that uh the one with Cla- uh, Chloe Grace Moritz Maggie where Maggie where, yeah, 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 where, yeah where the daughter is like turning into a or zombie is, or is Maggie the one I keep thinking or is Maggie the Nick Cage one no 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 Maggie's the one where the daughter is oh, okay into that's her, the zombie right? one yeah he's um, had he's had these baby sets last yeah. I would say about 7 8 years yeah where he's trying to do other things um, sometimes they get cri- Maggie got critical acclaim for him, but was not. I'm surprised that like he he never did a version of his political like you know life right where he never did like just a straight up yeah. I'm surprised he never did anything like that. It's going to be a since he was a politician at one. Well, you point, know, right? it's, it's going to me. I go into I go into the chambers and it's like the all predators. The entire California Assembly is all predators. And I fight the predators and they get the bill signed. And you see, it's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, look. And obviously we know that he's, you know, he's, he's, look, he went and got his, uh, his MBA, I believe, or, or he went. Look, look, as he, you said, he's not, he's not um, a dumb guy. No, he's not he's at always, all. And that's why I'm saying these exploitation era films of him, you see him building, going to strength, mm. making the Arnold and breaking out of again the stereotype that he could have stayed at. He could have just stayed as like, look. And that he kind of built for himself. Yeah, yeah. Too. Yeah. So uh, you like, uh, I do think that it's like if you're a fan of action films, um, and you're you, fa- if you're, and you're, you're a only, fan of films, like right, right, I would but, say, and you, you and, know. right, yeah, explore Arnold's filmography and uh, do it with the understanding of like. Why does this guy have these films that are always on the world all-time greatest whatever list? If you're going to have all-time greatest like science fiction film, Total Recall and the Terminator films are going to be there regardless. Um, but it comes from someplace, and I think it is interesting to, to, to look back and see how someone – how a star's charisma and drive can That's make, a lot, of, drive. Can really make a lot of schlock watchable. Doesn't mean it's not schlock. <laughs> <laughs> but it does it, it is an interesting thing to note and it's interesting to see the evolution of a star it's interesting to see especially one is important to you know again people want to shit on arnold but he's an important figure in he, movies from yeah, nine, from the 19 late 1970s all the way to 2023 like there he is no doubt hollywood at one point right you know so this, yeah, this, with this, this, inarguably 
Yeah, and it's, and as you said, as you keep and it, and it's successful in politics, and it's yeah. successful in politics, throws it out and is still going. Mm-hmm. Like, does not look to be like like sure, you know, like still a well regarded enough person that not only is he still sought for film and TV things, not only now he's a connoisseur. You're not like only is he is he sought is he sought for advertising because I don't know if you remember like during Christmas there was like oh yeah World of Tanks I'm Zo- well there's yeah, also yeah, yeah, yeah. you know the yeah. Zeus thing I'm for the Zo- Super Bowl I, yeah but then there's also the fact as you stated before that he's also pull up his politics every once in a while now he pops up lending his voice to anti-fascist politics saying you know like warming. you know it's, yeah well yeah like Arnold's like that's the thing. Everyone looks at him, oh, I'm a Republican, all this, and yet, like, The anti-Trump voice. Yes. Like, he's made his stamp. He's, from he's, the right. Right, from the right. From he's always been pro-weed, okay? Pro he's always been a, pro-environment. Uh, this is a guy, you know, uh, always, you know, uh, you know, calling out anti-Semitism and racism. He's grown and has become, like, he still has this larger-than-life place in the American, and I dare say, world imagination. And, uh... For if nothing else, that's part of why we we were even you know interested in doing any long form discussion of these, especially even these films. Look, you can even get a good discussion out of Arnold's crappiest movies, <laughs> and we're going to get even in better discussion because uh, a follow up to this is going to be food. a full. <laughs> give me food, give me food for the for the wolves comes. <laughs> Who are you? We are going to we are going to do a full uh, uh, discussion of Conan the Barbarian because again, unlike a lot of people, I have a, a big broadsword. You guys, could we have for that for 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 Instagram. Uh, we there are some people who look at Ar- uh, Arnold's career and they only see trash, and we we concentrate on some of the trash. Here. We. But no, the the fact is, even as soon as his his big debut, which yes, some people would say, um, uh, Pumping Iron, and what is that again? That your film that you always go to, where he's the the homosexual um, bodybuilder. Stay hungry. Stay hungry. The truth is, his big coming out was Conan. That's true. And it's one for the ages. It's worth talking about. He isn't just a big dumb side. And, and this it. is a Superman level. Like we're talking about Superman the movie. Leveled fanboy, interpretation, fanboy right? Like that. No matter what other version of Conan is coming out since that movie came out, it's always going to be compared to that movie. It's unfortunate that just like Superman, like Christopher Reeve's run, anything after the the the, the original is yeah, just not, it's not great. It's not, right? it's not been great, even though they had the perfect guy, perfect setup, yeah, and then kind of fumbled the ball in anything after the initial. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, this is great. Don't you want more of this? Yeah, yeah we do. Yeah, we're not going to do it quite as good. But Conan as a movie has all of this influence, um, all of this like meat on its bones, and is also insane, both in terms of what it is, the people behind it, and the making of the production of, so it's definitely worth the discussion, I think, at this point. And I think we are at the point now where more people admit the greatness of Conan, so you know, you don't sound like really like, off the reservation, if you're coming in with like hot take of like, no, I think Conan, I think Conan the Barbarian is a really good movie, and I think that it's important and has had a lot of influence. So we will be talking that, about that in an upcoming uh, show. There's and, a lot of things coming down. Like uh, apologies for um, 
for a lot of lightness on on we I'm going to be putting out the the Michelle Yeoh. I haven't put that out yet. And the the Quantum Mania um, and the, yeah, we got yeah, the Spider Verse is coming out too. Dude, all that stuff is dropping literally. So not just not just the sky is dropping because we're getting a lot of smoke from Canada. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, there's going to be a, a discussion on Guardians three. There's going to be uh, Spider Verse. There's going to be um, uh, shoot, what's that big one? That's uh, the Flash, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we're gonna, we're gonna have Ezra Miller on the show. We're gonna have Ezra Miller on the show. Ezra Miller no longer exists. Oh, I'm sorry, got, got Grant Gustin. You guys never should have pissed me off. You don't know the power oh. of Gustin. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. The show's been on for seven years, and you assholes never gave me respect <laughs> once. <laughs> Is that is that a screen? <laughs> Let's go cross our arms. Oh yeah. Is this those mushrooms at P- Perkins were really good, huh? <laughs> Enjoy those Perkins mushrooms, man. <laughs> so there's all right, a lot. So yeah, we're gonna. There's a lot of so stuff. So we got a lot of stuff going back to Pike. We thank you all up. for joining us for 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 this discussion, and until next time. Until next time, to be continued. To be continued. Sure. It's fantastic. Sure, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Like a, so Jonathan, make sure you uh, you equalize it uh, just well. So and- anyway, Edward, you know, I, I knocked up a hooker. That's your ending right there. Anyway, Edward, I knocked up a hooker. So anyway, Edward, I knocked up a hooker. It's fantastic. It's the best ending I'm possible. I'm not proud, but I'm going to... Listen, I know that you're paralyzed from the waist down, but uh, but uh, I knocked up a hooker. I gave her like 7.5 million dollars. Hey, thanks for listening to To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. Thanks, Clark. Please also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And also our various platforms, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and Google Podcast.